This is NRL Boom Rookies. of NRL Boom Rookies. My name is Dale and I'm your host as always. Uh, alongside me this week is, he doesn't have a burner, it's Matt Bungard. Hello. Did you say burner or boner? Burner. Okay. Oh, I don't have a boner either, I'd just like to get out in front of that. And, He's definitely and, got a burner. And a man who I really wish had more burners, it's, uh, it's Mitch Shaw. G'day everybody. Uh, how are we all? Yeah, good. Um, should we address the ads? First uh, up? Yeah. Do we want to hit that up? Um, I mean, there's not much to say. You'll listen to other podcasts. Um, we have ads now. Yeah, well, for, don't know how long. We have a sponsor for now. Somehow Volkswagen. Everyone gets like Squarespace and um, whatever those are easy, those Skillshare things yeah, are. Skillshare. Um, what's the other one that's really common? I don't know. If there's like HelloFresh or... HelloFresh, yeah. Everyone gets it. Somehow we get Volkswagen advertising in golf. Twenty nine nine ninety drive away, people. Bargain, <laughs> I say. And if uh, Volkswagen would like to send us three Volkswagens, yeah. well, two, you can't drive, Good. Uh, then, then feel free. Promo um, code uh, NRL Rookies will get you zero dollars off at the counter, <laughs> but you can you can try. It. Being yeah, you can um, try it as well. Yeah, uh, I guess now is as good a time as any to please give us some iTunes reviews. We need some new ones desperately, and um, tell your friends to listen. We're growing steadily, but yeah. more growth is good. Um, I, I don't know why a, a US door company. Just move past us, it. but look, well, if they want to pass money to sell doors in Australia or something, whatever they're selling here, <laughs> I'm not below US selling market. doors. I'm not. It's true. Maybe no. we've got a bigger US audience than we realise. Maybe we've mm. got um people are queuing up in Utah or something. <laughs> they just love the tomahawks. Over the tomahawks. Big fan of the Is that tomahawks. what they're called? Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, I think the they tomahawks. Are. Yeah. yeah, the eagles. Matt know. Peterson. Matt Junior Peterson. Bye-bye. Maybe he's, maybe they descended to Matt Peterson listening. Okay. Well, I mean, if they were in Utah, they would be. Anyway, yeah. So, yeah, we have ads now. Yeah. Go buy a Volkswagen. Yeah, please. And some doors from yeah. the States. Get them imported. Take the doors off the Volkswagen, put the other door company's doors on the car. Very good. Anyway, yeah. speaking of car crashes, North Queensland 14, <laughs> Brisbane 18, <laughs> up at Townsville Stadium on I Thursday night. I like that. Night. You made 7,000 consecutive terrible segues, but it was worth it for that Smashed one it. very funny one. Smashed it. Um, yeah, look, this game was was better and worse yeah. than it should have been. I mean, Mitchie, you're never happy to not win a football game, but... Was this the worst loss, uh, worst win, ugliest, worst win of your Broncos watching career? Speaking of butchering, uh, yeah, good sorry. lord, I don't know. If we gained a sponsor this week, this game have to have lost rugby league sponsors. <laughs> like Channel Nine must be on the phone the next day. Like, please stay <laughs> with us for Thursdays. <laughs> NRMA, big, big, big um, payouts. People driving their cars off bridges. So last week we decided for Broncos Weekly because we got sick of the same format this year because it's the same story every week with this team. We decided to record during the game. Good call. And you did get the reaction in the game of like the most confused, am I happy? Mm. <laughs> like, we won, but did we? Like, who was the real winner in here? And Re- it wasn't Rugby the League made. was definitely the loser on the day. Uh, it, was just, it was just a disgraceful game from both teams. It, just, it really was. Like, there's not a positive out of it for either side. Like, the positives for Brisbane are like, oh, hey, Payne Haas is still really good. And mm. so is Fafita. But it was disgusting. Like Broncos had every right to be up by about eighteen in the first half, and then the Cowboys the next thirty minutes had every right to score about eighteen points as well. But the Cowboys had zero line breaks for the game, and the Broncos' only points came from you know three bits of individual brilliance, like Jermaine Asako beating Geller Mosby and going the distance and off, uh, sharing sorry offloading to Milford. Uh, David Feeder running over like four blokes, and then Jake Turpin catching a ball while spinning and stepping, and then beating three guys to score like. There was nothing in this game that was like a nice set rugby league play or that was slick 
or that move looked good or moved quickly or anything that was like on point for a round twenty one yeah, clash. It was. Two sides. It, it was felt very like first week of training. It didn't it was, feel like re- it didn't feel like regular season. Ugly, no. turgid chaos, and yet the last twenty minutes or so were. 25 minutes, I guess, from Clifford's try onwards was not played at a very high standard, but it was certainly entertaining. Yeah, and uh, just just disgusting. And I mean, Geller Mosby's one of those players, and I, I have arguments even with our good friend Nick Campton about him, is that every season people keep asking why he's not playing. Then he gets his like two or three games at the end of the year, and then you're like, oh. Right. Right. Turns out being fast doesn't matter if you don't like running like at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you remember last year, he played Brisbane towards the end of the season. And James Roberts caught that loose ball, and Mosby just didn't chase him, just stopped running. Mm. This game, it's like he dropped two bombs that were just absolute nothing bombs. He had four sitters. errors, which is ridiculous. Yeah, and then the one where he came in on James Roberts, sorry, on um on Jermaine Asako, and Asako's had a tough year, but he came in 20 metres for no reason, showed the other winger on out the outside, got around him, and Broncos scored. It's like he had a, he had a terrible game, and... I understand that Talangi uh, had a bad game last week and he's only played two first round games, didn't look great for them. But this is one of the things I, I kind of have with Paul Green is that these young backs come in and two or three bad games and they're out again. Yeah. And we've seen this cycle with Inari Tuola, uh, Javid Bowen, Gellam Osby himself and similar. But it's like for Murray uh, Talangi, it's like you came in with you know six rounds to go, you see team season's over. You'd think Paul Green would be like, you know what, mate, this is I've, you're my you're the guy. I'll give you six weeks to see what you've got. But he got dropped, and the guy who came in was far worse than telling he's been in the other games. Just bizarre, but yeah, I mean, and we've spoken at length about the fact that obviously he was blessed with so many good players for such a long time, but like his his eye for picking players into spots just seems to have completely gone out the window as well. As it you has. say, like you've got there's a there's a few players the the Tualangi Tuala. Uh, Gil Mosby as well. Though, like they're all like three out of tens. Yeah, like they. I don't think they. Aside from the Titans, they don't play in another NRL team. Yeah, and and the and the weird thing as well is like I feel like in this game, and it's only been rare the last few weeks, but I've like I feel like he's not playing Tamalolo enough, which sounds like a dumb thing to say, but he played fifty-seven minutes in this game, and I think it was around fifty-five minutes the previous week. And, when, you know, he's a guy we know who can play 60-plus minutes when needed, and it has been needed. And instead, the big minutes have gone to Maguire, and they were missing Jordan McLean in this game. So the minutes were, go, were there to go around, but just didn't happen. And, you know, Tamola wasn't his usual self. I know it sounds stupid saying it, but 14 runs for 170 metres is not the full Tamalolo performance you'd expect. Yeah. And, and then I'm- the other weird thing was, like, he took off Jake Granville again for 20 minutes and played Maguire there. That was just... Bamboozling. That was planned, though. It's like Maguire is like break glass in case of emergency hooker. <laughs> not like let's plan this. Like, yeah. And another thing again, end of the season. Why are you not giving someone like Ruben Cotto who had one game only? Why is he not getting twenty minutes off the bench then, rather than playing Maguire there? I yeah. don't know, but they are such a boring team to watch. And I feel like it's offensive to say they like the the Sharks a few years ago when he's table teams down to their level because mm. the Broncos are also bad too. But like their level at the moment, I get Gordon, what you're saying. Yeah. Their level of boredom is just beyond any other team. It's on the crazy position. though that the Cowboys have won this game. They would have been one win outside the finals. Well, they're not as a, bad as they've a been. Bad is team. They're just bo- they're boring as they are boring. Like, they, I will say I thought Cohen has played pretty well. They've been all right. Uh, one thing with Cohen Hess, like being a, a guy not, who's not a centre playing out there, it's a weird skill you wouldn't think about. But his escorts are terrible. Like he's like two penalties away a week, just pushing someone off the ball for no reason. Mm, yeah, so, mate. Um, how excited are you on a scale of one to ten? To finish eighth and lose by sixty-five points in Canberra in week one of the finals. 
It's one of those things where we just... I, you've, we've been through this before. I, I kind of don't want to make the eight. I want the team to hurt. And it's... Well, instead of us making that, we have the Tigers losing half their squad. Like, that's a challenger. And the Sharks just didn't turn up this week. Like, <laughs> we have to do a good effort to miss out ourselves. What's the record for out. worst points differential to make the final? I don't know, but I think there's been some bad ones. There must have been, be there must like been some triple-digit ones in there, yeah. but you yeah. and Penrith are both right up there at the moment. Yeah, we are. Uh, um, do, we, do we want to discuss the uh, the facial? Oh, I was going to get... Yeah, that's one of the two things. So... Hmm. The facial thing, people or really over rugby league fans comparing like for like in terms of not the sentence but the grading or sorry or the result of these match review committees. Like you know, when James Blaney got one game for tripping, it wasn't because it was his first trip. You know, like obviously tripping is not the same as another head high tackle. It's not as bad, but Maloney had x amounts of warnings till he got to that point of copying a game. That's how the system works. There's carryover. There's loading. There's your your prior good behaviour. All that kind of, that's how it's supposed to work. Yeah. And people earlier in the year whinged about when Josh McGuire gave similar facial facials, rubbed the eyes kind of thing. Early in the year, whinged he didn't get charged enough, and and the game you know only gave him fines in those instances. And then for this one, he gives another facial, and it was not as bad as the other ones, but he had two warnings. So the system goes, you know what, you're getting a higher grade, you're missing time, and with the prize, it's three to four weeks. And people were still mad. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what you want. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't get it. Like, I, I definitely don't think it was his worst. But, again, you, you, the whole point of the system is to deter people from doing the same stuff over and over again. If you're just going to keep giving the same charge of, like, you grade one with a fine, what's going to let him keep doing it every week? Is that what your plan is? Yeah. That's what you want, him to, want them to do. That's the other solution. But, yeah, I just, it was stupid from Maguire. And, uh, you know, he's got that in his game. But I think the more costly thing for them, for Maguire in this game, is the fact his defense around the ruck is just falling to shit. And it was, it was there at Brisbane last year, but in this game, he let Andrew McCulloch go right through him. And then he let... Day for Fida go over the top of him, and that that's the bigger issues with him than his grubbiness at the moment. Is the fact his performance isn't there either. And you, and you can see this at every level of sport in every sport. When sometimes when a guy is playing against his old team with the points approved, the redness yep. just takes over, and it's to their detriment. And there was he was far more concerned trying to fight David Fafita three or four times. Than, yeah, him and Pungai yeah. as well. Yeah, just and it, at each other all game. And it's obvious this young Broncos pack doesn't like Maguire. I mean, there's no re- no coincidence he was pushed out the door over the off season and like. They were they were having a few things with him, but Maguire was, as you said, to a different level. Yeah, they were they were there just kind of getting their own back. But he, as you said, seemed to be instigating, and and it wasn't necessarily like them kind of having like a stand up push and shove is fine. But like, mm. there's a big difference. Like none of those blokes were gouging his eyes on the ground when he's defenceless. Yeah, you know, it's just it was silly. It, it is stupid. And then the other thing in this game is that um, Shibasaki. Probably not worse than Maranta, but is in the conversation. In Ooh, the conversation. That's Jesus. Wow. He, he is. I, I think if I can name my top two worst Broncos of my lifetime, it would be those two now. And Shibasaki is obviously hasn't got the resume of Maranta because Maranta did it for a very long time and got more opportunity. But that one, getting stripped in your in goal. I mean, yeah. I drop it like a tongue contender. Yeah. And we that's it. The win. And then there's uh, something not worse, but something else happened this week. We're getting, giving that too. But yeah, it's it's... He's made a lot of stupid mistakes this year, and almost all of them have been him trying to pick the ball up one-handed. It's like, mate, you're just not that good. Mm. Put it in two hands, get a stripped in your goal like that, ridiculous. Had that other occasion where he missed a, a pass at first receiver, went through his one hand, and McCulloch had to dive on it two metres out from the Broncos' line just to stop them scoring as well. It's like, mate, just click your head into gear. I don't understand how he's playing over Isaiah Parisi either. Parisi's got another great try this week in Queensland Cup and can't get a run, but... Shibasaki's certainly up there for, for one of the worst Broncos I've seen. Yeah, that play was just oh, yeah, ins- no. insanity. Everyone's like, always spoken about this, but Darius Boyd, one run for one metre. 
Captain Courageous. Inspirational. Inspirational. Mitchie, where does Ben Shazlowski rank on the worst Broncos list? Well, that's the thing. He didn't play enough, if you get me. Like, I don't think you can be in the worst of a team's conversation. You played like three games. Fair enough. Most of those guys, like, you were just in there because there were 17 injuries or something. But, you know, Maranta obviously played 80-odd games for the Broncos. And now Shibasagi's up to 10. Was Shazlowski the first meme player? Because he came around sort of just as internet culture was finding know. its feet in the mid-2000s. I don't know, but he only played one game for the Broncos, Ben Shivlosky. And yet, he only played nine games all up, but yet we still remember him. So, yeah, the tooth getting lodged in his head, mate. Is that, that, that <laughs> certainly helped. He's now a high school teacher. Good for him. Wow, he's yep. teaching this generation. <coughs> and we wonder why the educational standards are falling in this country. I wonder why this country's cooked. Alrighty, off to a country that's not quite as cooked. New Zealand, 24, Manly Warringah, 16 at Mount Smart. Two for two segues today. Well Thank you very much. Wow. Would this have been the most Warriors loss ever? Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> it would have been right up there, wouldn't it? Um, weird that we're living in a world where I suddenly care about Manly's results because Souths are in danger of dropping out of the top four. But um, yeah, really happy to see the Warriors. Interesting that um, pretty much no one that I've seen anyway doing their sort of like who's going to make the eight chat out of the lost sort of, I guess, 12 teams that were still in the hunt last week. Yeah. No, pretty much no one picked the Warriors. But I mean, as of right now, they're, you know, they're one, they, they win this week and Brisbane lose, they're in the eight. So it's like, well, you know, I don't think they're a good team, but they are capable of putting performances together like this. And they're, yeah, they're going to the Roosters this week, though. Tough, Ooh. tough ask. And they play your lot in the run. As well as uh, the Raiders. Maybe I should have looked at this, and that's so, probably uh, why yeah. people that's... are not predicting them to make the top mm. eight. Yes. But, um, wait, so they played Manly Souths, the Roosters, and Canberra in their last five. So games. they played the top. Yeah, and the other one is uh, the Sharks. That's not good, is it? So yeah, I don't, I don't really back them in from here, unfortunately. Okay, fair enough. They're, but you're right, though. They, I'm, I mean, obviously they've got a tough run, but they're in that weird spot, same as as you say, West, the Sharks. They could finish anywhere between like sixth and. 7th and 14th. Mm. So, yeah, 7th and 14th is wide open. Mm. But they did play really well in this game. Though. Obviously, they won anyway, but they, they really got physical with Tommy Turbo. He probably had his first average game of the season. And with Jake Dvojevic. Uh, Harris Tavita, though, I mean, what is that, three weeks in a row now, he's looked by far the superior half to Nicarima. You know, he has the ability to, to create like Nicarima does, but his defense is quite solid and his kicking game and decision-making is quite good. He looks far from the Scorpion King kick kid, sorry, that we thought he was. He's, you know, it looks like a pretty good leader out there for mine. And um, they're in this weird spot of, you know, they signed Nicarima. Nobody knows why in the first place when they had Harris Tevita, but they went through like, they punted Sean Johnson because he wasn't worth a million to them, signed Aldi Sean Johnson on the 600K, but already have a better player. In Harris Tavita. Yeah, and he at the point that you make about his defense is that I assume that a lot of teams who will go into this will think, oh, you know, he's a young player. You've got Blake Green, who's a lot more experienced. He's generally quite defensively sound. We'll target um, Harris Tavita, but like, there's there's not really much point because he plays he's solid. He yeah. reads reads the game defensively quite well. He's solid in the tackle, and like, there's there's not obviously you can attack outside him. We've mm. we've discussed the Warriors outside backs a number of times, but like you couldn't really say that he's more of a target than any other half in the game. Yeah. 100%. But I like I like watching him play. I like the fact that you've got a player in the same kind of mould, not necessarily exactly the same, but in the same mould as say like Jerome Luai, mm. a young player who's not afraid to take the line on, who's not afraid to throw a pass that might go awry, but will generally hit it nine times out of ten. And who's not afraid to lead, even though they're inexperienced. And I think you hit something on the, uh, like a nail on the head there, Dale. Is like the, he's not afraid. It's something else he did yeah. in this game. Oh, look, at one point he kicked on tackle two for himself, and it didn't work out, and they got a repeat set, and it wasn't the right option. But 
you know, that's it. He backed himself and you're, you can live with it as a coach. It's like, you know, you didn't come off, but you got the ball back. You backed yourself. That's fine. He's just, he had a good game and a good little stretch there. But they did, they did well to win this game again. They had no Isaac Luke or Carl Lawton or Nathaniel Roach. Jazz Tavanga filled in there. Tuvasa Shek was on fire, but I still couldn't get past. Like, they still somehow almost lost this game in a 10-minute window with that sin bin. But, like, the loser mentality this club has sometimes, and that's when Blake Green, like, you've just gone there, mate. And what did he say? There's something about there's plenty, not, of, plenty of Australian teams. Why don't you just kick us out of the comp? There's plenty of teams in Australia. We cop, we cop this bullshit everywhere. Yeah, from one sin bin. It's like, and it was, but it was a sin bin. It was, and that's just the, like, loser mentality. What te- bad teams have that mentality. But that's what we discussed, and it's what we discussed last week. It's like, what, like the whole thing with the dressing, dress, oh, a few weeks ago now, dressing up like the refs. Like, mm. What are you trying to achieve? Like that kind of a comment like that. We've all played sport, and anybody that hasn't, you you work in a workplace. I assume making that kind of comment to a higher up or an official is it's not going to make them change their mind. It's just going to make them ping you more later. But then you don't. You, there's no surprise though. After the symbion, they just go to shit. It's like yeah. they're in their own heads, or they refs are out to get us again, or something. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll keep putting on you know big tackles. Maybe we'll get be able to work. No, like no. put your head on, play in the game sensibly, and maybe you get there. But it's again, rubbish. like man, manly, like if there's and you say that it doesn't surprise you that they nearly blew it away in a 10-minute period, but, like, Manly is not the team you want to fuck up against. No. Like, they, they pop will quick. punish you. But it's Did, like, was it, Didn't they score, like, 30 points in 20 minutes earlier this season? Yeah, but it's, that's it. They they think the opposition is the referee, not the other team out there. It's, that's what it feels like to me at this point. And mm. it's not out there. To, they're not out to get you guys. I'm sorry. You have got some harsh calls over times, but it's more, you know, the, the spotlight's on it more. It's because you're not a good team. Yeah. <laughs> like... That's just it, because it, co- it might cost you games or so, but bad calls don't cost good ta- good teams games. Yeah, true. Uh, as we said, Manly quite good. Um, unlucky not to get the win, but, you know, sometimes that happens. Moving on, Penrith, 26, Cronulla Sutherland, 20 at the foot of the mountains this week. Mm. Um, Bush footy. It's good, according to Channel 9. Um, obviously, we had Penrith with their young half, whose name has escaped me because I'm a big, dumb idiot. Matt Burton. Matt Burton. <laughs> Matt Burton, uh, playing for Dubbo last year, uh, Pete, uh, Sterlo asked him after the game, you know, there are a lot of really good players that have come from Dubbo, uh, mate, did, over the years, Andrew Ryan, he's like, and he, he, Burton said, yeah, mate, yeah, Andrew Ryan, yeah, yeah, it's insane. Just like the bloke. <laughs> That's all he knew. <laughs> That's all, it was just like, it's crazy, it's insane. Yeah, good, good story though. Matt Burton's never seen Andrew Ryan ever. <laughs> on, a, on a bus poster maybe. Um, but yeah, good story, young bloke. First game in uh, first game in first grade. Um, he's wearing his mate's headgear who passed away a few years ago. Um, yeah, good good to see another good story in rugby league this year. Um, a bad story is Cronulla. What is going on there? Like they're falling apart. Like they're like Paul Gallen. Their f- whole they entire four pack are bad in this game. Destroyed Souths last week. Like I don't understand how you can pivot so violently in a space of six days. But here we are. Yeah, they lost Matt Pryor to concussion early, but you still have Fafita on the bench, Jack fake, Williams. Fake hard man, Matt, Matt Pryor. Yeah, Braden Hamlin-Newelli, you know, Paul Gallon, Aaron Woods. And I thought in this game, I thought Woods and Gallon and Fafita were disgraceful. Like, Fafita's injured, so I kind of get that. And it was quite obvious he was hampered. But, like, that one break that Cleary made when Woods, Fafita and Braley just watched him run behind their ruck and through the line, it's like, where is your where is your head at? All, not one of them made a single effort to, to, to fill that gap, the A gap behind the ruck. And then the next try for Cleary score, uh, sorry, the try scored under the post was just went right through Gallon again. The, their, their defense around the ruck was lazy, and 
it's like those guys, all they want to do is be offensive players. But you've got to mm-hmm. work as hard on both sides of the ball, and they just weren't in this game. And they haven't in many games this year they've lost. I mean, in the Broncos game, when they lost to that under, undermanned Broncos side, you had Woods bludging in that whole entire game as well. But that pack was just not there in this game. And it's not exactly like this Panthers pack's full of superstars, but James Fisher-Harris just absolutely smashed him. He had 80 minutes in the middle, had 23 runs, 188 metres, but he absolutely smashed him. Yeah, um, um, yeah, the point that you make about Fafita, like the guy's been playing injured, like that knee's been killing him for like two or three years now. Yeah. D- have an off-season, mate. Like if you've got to get something done, get something done. But like when he is off the boil, the team f- falls off the face of the earth. They do. And then you had like in this game, Sean Johnson, if he, maybe it's a different world, he just ruins Matt Burton's life because anytime he ran at him, he left Burton in the dust. And yeah. that's just, Burton's a young kid, it's going to happen. He had a decent game, but his defense isn't there obviously yet. Mm. But... They couldn't get out of their own bloody way. Like, Chad Johansson had probably the worst game of his career. <laughs> he was terrible in this game, and the pack weren't good. And, you know, whilst you've got Wade Graham back and the other creative element on the other side, you're just like, this team is, like, in this game. I know they only lost by six points, but they never felt in it. And it's like, if you're not going to turn up for this one against a top eight contender, what, are, like, you what, are, you doing? Yeah, what are you doing here? What are you going to turn up for? Um, it, but that's something, the, the point about not being able to get out of their own way. Mm. Something we've been railing against for the last... Most of this season, like they're just the lack of creativity is abhorrent. They in, should be in, in the eight. They should hundred percent be in the eight. And like again, they have a decent. Three, they've run. got three good halves. Yeah, they should be in the eight. Like again, they've got a decent run, so they still could make it. They probably have to win three games, maybe four. But they've got uh, the Dragons this week. That's a they're, W. Yeah. Then they've got the Warriors at home. Probably a W. And then they play the Raiders at home, which is. Probably a loss, you'd say. But then they mm. also then host the Tigers. Sorry, they go to the Tigers, but the Tigers have a couple injuries, and you'd assume they they should win those games. They should win three of those. But I don't can't, I don't know which Sharks teams turning up each week. Yeah, tough tough to tip. And then yeah, obviously on the Penrith side, Nathan Cleary had a good game, but man, is he not? People do not. Sorry, people just will him to having good games. Hey, the Lignori's six shit games has one good game. People go off their rocker. Mm. There he is. He's back. Like, come on, you grill any other half who's just inconsistent. Just Ben he, Hunt. Really. He played well, but just calm down. <laughs> ben Hunt cops the hatred for literally like everything. every other playmaker in the court. Ben yeah. Hunt is the is the Queenslander Nathan Cleary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, like Stephen Crichton also had a pretty good debut. He's I now see why they kept Christian Crichton around the club because I don't think he's very good. But Stephen had a decent game. Took a nice catch at the end of the game too to kind of seal the win for the Penrith. Alrighty, moving on to Saturday afternoon. It was the game that God forgot. St. George Illawarra 40, the Gold Coast 28. Are the boys back, Dale? No, the boys can fuck off. (laughs) Uh, Worst part of this was... Not mathematically eliminated. James Graham not taking the final conversion. Just a disgusting lack of respect from the club. Um, And they teased it as well. Yeah, I know. I I did, in, in fairness, I am a big fan of having somebody hold the ball on the tee. It's very... It's yeah, a niche. You, it's big man season. It is big man season. You've got to let it... And it's his 400th. You've and got to let him take yeah, it. It was kick. so pathetic to, to when he missed. So they both just like jog back. It's yeah. Like, well, that was fun, wasn't it? No. Nobody <laughs> enjoyed that. <laughs> no one had fun. Kick the damn ball, James. Uh, yeah. This this game um, highlighted by some, some nice pieces of attra- attacking brilliance, uh, punctuated by just shit footy. Yeah, it was. This is like the worst 68 points I've ever seen score. There was a couple of nice tries, but did either <laughs> the team... did score some nice. The team gives, either team give a single shit about stopping the other team from scoring. Like, the I don't the think Frizzell so. try? Yeah. They ra- the, the Dragons go left. Witter puts the grubber in behind, and literally the whole forward pack just turn and watch Frizzell run through and ground the ball and then just walk back behind the posts. Yep. And then uh, and then the Tarek Sims second one again. Just <laughs> no, they all just watched him go through. 
Oh, man. Uh, it, it's just good that Cogra Council, or George's River Council, whatever it's mm. called now, is installing turnstiles on the pitch. <laughs> it's great. It We've been calling for innovative. it for years. Um, I was surprised how many people were there. It seemed like a pretty reasonable crowd. 6,532. Yeah. Oh, oh, it was freezing cold, in fairness. But, you know, there's, there's nothing else to do in Sydney. I guess not. Certainly not at that late hour of the of the day. It's it's only an hour before lockouts. I'm pretty sure at this point. <laughs> yeah, and but, one, uh, of, yeah. one of the team tries they scored two gave me the absolute shits. It's one of those classic like Tyrone Peachy does two shit things when they yeah, score anyway. It worked out. They scored. This is why people rate, rated that fool before this season because he'd do it for Penrith sometimes. They'd be down fourteen, he'd come on and do some stupid shit, and they'd score. And that's happened in this one. He threw a bad pass, put a bad kick in, and then somehow. In the same play, the Titans score on the corner. I'm like, no, do not reward Just this. like they drew it up. Do not reward that stupidity. And then take it the away. Riley Jacks try as well was pretty nice. Yeah, um, it, was. it was. At that nice. point, it would have been very funny if they... I think they've... I think I can't remember who said this to us on Saturday, Mitchell, but mm. uh, they've already beaten two teams scoring 36 before or something. Yeah, Harry Ramage told us. That, of course it was. Um, uh, and then they were very, very possibly in the hunt to do that again here before they fell away. But... Yeah, as you said, I mean, just really disinterested defense on both ends, and I think everybody was disinterested in this. I was going to say, like, I, I was joking happen. that the boys are in the hunt because they're certainly not, and everyone involved in this game looked positively apathetic. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I really like AJ Brimson, but I don't know if he's a future fullback or a five-eight yet, and I think the club has to decide that because his his positioning in defense of kicks is terrible. Yeah, I think he's a five-eight. But I'd agree with I that. I don't know. Like he needs to put time into either one. The club have to decide that. He was a halfback when he was younger. He turned into a fullback, whatever. But like sometimes a kick goes up and he just has no idea where it's going. His 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 trailing behind like trailing behind the play is really good. Yeah. But like you you can't be you can't be both as you say. He's yeah, they've I mean, got to figure it out. That one kick he he, tu- he touched he he pretty much put dead. What did you whack it for, champ? It was going over his head and he just touched it backwards and let mm. it go dead. Did uh did Philip Sammy not let a Ball bounce right between the uprights in this one as well. Yes. Yeah, man. I mean, again, as we say, it was the the conditions in Sydney this week. If you're not in Sydney, the conditions in Sydney this week were atrocious. Wind, it was very windy, but I, still, I thoroughly enjoyed there. the wind. For the record, it was behind us on the Sydney surf. Running. Oh, did running. Mm-hmm. It was very helpful, actually. Alrighty, things that are not helpful: Parramatta twenty, Newcastle fourteen. Mm, you're back to them making no sense. Shush. <laughs> sure. Speaking of things that are not fun, including running. Yep. This this being a Knights fan. Yeah, I can't imagine it's going too well for them right now. They are now one win ahead of the Bulldogs. But as a not Knights fan, is, that is so weird. Like that is that is a thought experiment. <laughs> it is. They're one it? win ahead of the Bulldogs. Um, they haven't won a game in six weeks. six weeks. They were in the top four at that point. They've won zero games in July this year and three games from. July Harry came on the show year. and they're in the top four, and that was not that long ago. Yeah, and then did, did Harry not come on the show? I believe Harry's next later next on gone was like that yeah. was two weeks ago when they just dropped out of the eight. I'm sick of off. footy. I hate rugby um, league. Honorary drop a like sign to everyone that had a problem with Mitch Moses' gamesmanship at the what end. What was that? Why are people mad about that? What's he supposed to do, kick it 15 seconds earlier and then, oh yeah, the, the Knights are going to win from there, are they? Well, even if they, like, yeah, I, I don't understand. What do you want them to do? Give them a kickoff. Yeah, and then they bat it back and then something. The team that could barely cross halfway in that whole game was going to somehow get that kickoff back on halfway and just yeah. things would happen. But even ignoring that, like... Obviously, he's doing the right thing there, which is to take away that like point one percent chance of losing the game. Yeah. I can't. I, I don't understand how he's copying Pelters for this. People are just upset at everything. You've got ninety seconds. That's as far it. as I know, yeah. there was like eighty seconds left there on the clock the, when they got the penalty. Exactly. Um, You've got ninety seconds. And I didn't everyone. see the Clemmer punch initially, so I was like, "Manu, Manu, you moron!" I was like, "This is Robert Lakeside if they give away a penalty and score here." But no, it was uh, Clemmer did start it. And also, then, if there's one bloke who you do not want to get in a biff with, it's I backed Manu, David Clemmer against most people, but Manu, Manu was not one of those. Yeah. 
I mean, it would be like Manu Ma'o going to the Super League would be considered him being on the run at that stage. Yeah, big yeah. time. Um, but yeah, it's so strange to me that this. I mean, you can set your watch to these nights second half collapses now at this point. Um, they looked pretty... They had a weird little comeback. Yeah, and they looked pretty in control with half an hour to go and then Reed Marnie scores and it all goes to shit again. Um, I, don't know what, I don't know what their fans can even do at this point. I mean, they, it, it's the real-life equivalent of when Homer and Bart are chasing the pig after Lisa steals it at the mm. barbecue when she, when she becomes a vegetarian and Homer's like, it's just a little dirty, it's still good, it's just a little wet, it's still good, and then mm. it's flying through the air. And even then he's still like, it's just a little airborne, it's still good. And then he finally realizes that it's gone. And in this metaphor, the pig is their finals hopes because they are now gone. Yep, yep. And um, my segues are bad. Thanks. I mean, this nice segue. Sure, dick. Again, they changed the spine. Again, Danny Levi back in, starting unchanged. But last year, after twenty rounds, they were eight and twelve in in eleventh spot. This year, they're eight and twelve in in twelfth spot. Well, good, good improvement. Yep. But uh, and you look at the team. Like I know they scored two tries in this game, but again, they didn't break the Eels line once, and they made one thousand one hundred something meters in the entire game, which is ridiculously low. And in, the, in rugby league, you know, it's a yardage game. It's pretty much that simple. They're, in their in their streak of wins, they made over six hundred meters in pretty much all of them. In fairness, they had two forwards make hundred meters this week. Yep, they did. Daniel Saifidi getting a whopping one hundred and seven. Yep, and I think so. like forty of them were returning kickoffs or kick. Or, I can't remember. Anyway, but in this game, like which, once the Eels got, got back ahead, they were so comfortable defending the Knights. Is that after that point, after the sixty fifth minute, they, they they knew they didn't need to score another point. They didn't need any more points. All they started doing from that point was they completed their sets, made no mistakes, gave no penalties away, and kicked the Knights into their corners and said, you beat us. Mm. And you wouldn't be that confident with a four-point lead against any team you've got any remote fear of, but the Knights could not get out of their half for the whole end of that game. And it's that same old crap that Mitch Pearce does sometimes, that it's not his fault they lost this game. I'm not saying that, but when they're trying to get back into the game, all he was doing were those stupid sweeping cutout passes about like three players in his own 30. And if you haven't gone forward or drawn anyone in, all it does is lose meters. And that's all happened in this game. was hoping someone outside him could make something happen, which they didn't. But they got pinned down in their end. And that was the entire return of the game is that the, the Eels were, sorry, the Knights kicking on, the, on their 40 or 50 at the end of their sets trying to chase the game. And then the Eels were pinning them back in their corner. And that was it. They were so comfortable being the game. They did it easily in the end. I don't know one by, only one by I six. I get what you're saying. But that's it. They did it easier the last 15, Nathan minutes. Brown was fantastic. Like the commentators are saying, oh, the last time I saw a team kick it out like this, it was that Broncos final. It might come back to bite them. It's like, this is not the Cowboys from 2015. This yeah. is the Knights from now. Mm-hmm. And then this one other thing funny in this game is like, we all, I know Caelan Ponga works for Fox, but there was that try, the second Glutherson try I conceded here is Ponga comes into the line about 25 metres out from his old goal, own goal line on tackle three. Moses spots it, kicks him behind. They go through and score. They spent about two and a half minutes trying to find whose fault it was that it wasn't Kalen's fault that he was in the line, and that was great. <laughs> that was that was. I think if if I remember correctly, watching that back, he grabbed the ball and like slammed it down under the ponga. Ponga like completely blew up at his team and like threw the ball away and gave him a bake and all this but other kind his, of stuff. But, but it's, it's his fault. But it was like okay, it might be the team system or something. He goes in the line, but the first thing was when it first went through and Kurt Mann was chasing back and didn't get there. Dan Ganane blamed Kurt Mann. And then Brandy Alexander's like, oh, teams like putting their fullbacks in the line these days, which is true on the goal line, mm. not 30 metres out on tackle three. And then they started after the kickoff, they were like, so uh, Brandy, who's supposed to be there? Is it the other winger? Is it the other half? So, yeah, it's one of them that had to be there that was their fault. <laughs> and whilst the other half rapping, Mason Lena rapping, is in tr- a, a true part of the, the, th- the fullback defending the line, again, that's on the goal line. Yeah. So if you're on the goal line and the and they put a kick across field and the other half is supposed to wrap in the in goal, 
That's only 10 metres after cover or so. How the fuck is Mason Lino defending the line supposed to cover 30 metres of pasture? Like, turn around and be there before everyone else somehow. We're just whatever. Just mm-hmm. funny. And, and that's part of the, the whole perception of, of Kalen is that there's never a negative word said about him. And whilst he's a great attacking talent, he hasn't developed his positioning very well and he got caught out a couple of times in this game again. Yeah, he had a pretty poor game, save for that did. excellent try saver on Gutherson. He did. Um, yeah, but, but, you know, they oh, won't no, blame him. I mean, that's it. He said he's got ambition there and, he, you know, pay oh, well. me. Or you know, I want which to win games. who could blame him? Um, as I said before, I think I thought Nathan Brown was really good yeah, again. Yeah, so did I. And um, how about poor David Clemmer, mate? He leaves the Bulldogs to go to a better club, better chances of winning, or something mm. similar. And as you said, Dale, two points ahead of that said team, and he was losing his shit after the game. It's like when Fergo left the Sharks to go to the Raiders for the same reason. Good stuff. Yeah. So um, I don't know how any Knights fan could be behind Brownie still, but there's still some out there like that. And I understand, like, again, it's probably easier behind him because he talks so well on the media and he doesn't sound stupid and he stands up for your club and whatever, but at what point is enough enough? Yep, four games to go. They've got to win three to make the finals. They're not making the finals. They might. They're not making the They finals. don't play any good teams, really. Have they played? Like, but who cares? It, it, I know it, who cares and all that, but, you know, they play the Cowboys at home, West Tigers, Titans at home, Penrith. Couldn't ask for a much better run in. You don't play a team higher mm-hmm. than seventh. I don't think they'll win three or four, but, I mean, stranger things have happened. Well, they, they, they need more than three. They need, mm. they, need, they need four. They need all four. Do you reckon? 24 points won't get them in. It might because they're going to have a better four and against than Penrith or... The Sharks won't. Like, the Sharks win two of their the games. Warriors. Maybe. The sh- like, they have to back... That means for them to make the eight, the Broncos... They could happen, but the Broncos and Sharks have to yeah. go one and three. Actually, I'm just looking at who the Sharks and the Tigers also have to play. I guess it's... You're yeah. probably right. They'll have to go one and three and the, and the right tap oh, for them we'll to see. make it on three I mean... Games. Your your mob have got three out of four at home as well, so they might actually jag a couple of those. Yeah, somehow know. playing terribly. <laughs> Penrith Knights round twenty six, uh, round twenty five, whatever it is, the last game of the season could could end up being Sharks Sharks Tigers Penrith Newcastle that last round could end up being a de facto sort of like mini final series that might be fun. Mm. But oh well, well we, we you know they were talking about bringing in the wild card. It could be bringing in, uh, yeah. but but yeah, for really? Newcastle, what point do you stop accepting from where you came from to judge where you are now? Like some other fans, I've seen are sick of it. It's like okay, we were bad three years ago. I'm not supposed to be bad anymore. Like, mate, I, I saw this like the first few years after South got kicked out and came back. Do you know how many fans were like satisfied with getting pumped by fifty brick just because oh, it's better than not having a team? It's like, yes, it is, and I accepted that mm. in two thousand and two. Yes, it, it, the, it's not the same shtick in two thousand and four when we've not improved yes, at all. Exactly, twelfth is definitely better than being the worst team in NRL history. Definitely, and is that why you watch rugby league and support sports is to come twelfth every year? Ridiculous. And just accept it because mm. it's better, and to be in cap trouble somehow. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> that's the funniest part of the whole thing, isn't it? Righty, do we want a terrible segue? Yes, please. Speaking of cap trouble. <laughs> Canterbury nah, Bankstown 18, West yourself. Tigers 16 at the Olympic Stadium on uh, Saturday. The easiest way in the world to get antagonised a Bulldogs fan, and believe me, it's not difficult, is to like suggest that their premiership in 2004 should carry an asterisk. Mm. 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 Like the Sharks. Well, it, it should, as should that one. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Pimps in the crib, ma. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot.
Usually we relish giving this award out, but I don't feel good about this. This was a tough one. I, I mean, feel sad about not this. tough to give because it was clearly, yeah. The moment it happened, it was the front runner, unfortunately. Um, but Paul Momorowski, <sighs> poor old Paul Momorowski. He missing, was so good too. He played really well in this yeah. game. Yeah, he scored two tries. He had no right to score. Brilliant finishes, beat a few men, and then that kick at the end. I mean, we said I said to you when it was lining up, he's going to miss this, isn't he, or whatever? You did because he had the ball lined up at the left upright from when he came up and. That was it. Just shanked it, what, five metres wide or left upright? He's never like, looked like it. He's like their fourth kicker too. Well, I don't know why. I know SR Masters has been bad this year kicking, but he was on the field and he didn't kick. I yeah. don't know why. I Bye mean, obviously was because he's pitch. missed 7,000 kicks this year. But, yeah, but would you back him in over a guy who's kicked, like, who was also bad that night, by the way? Memorial true. didn't kick well when he kicked. Like, and they, also, like, they have, surely, like, can Luke Brooks kick? I don't know. I don't know. This this club has a clear goal-kicking problem, though, in the sense that nobody there has been a good kicker bar like Pat Richards. Because even guys like Moses Embi, why he got injured in this game, he kicked well at the Bulldogs. Mitch Moses automatically a better. Can kicker you show some respect to Luke Cavell on this podcast, please? Oh, how long ago was he a good kicker there at the Tigers? But like, that's you know, or Joel Kane maybe. You yeah, know? but that's on, it. Like, come on, Mitch Moses leaves and instantly is a good kicker, and it makes you wonder. You know, are they putting the work in on the on the training paddock to this? And Momorowski kicked like a guy who like does. You know, when you go to training and it's more fun kicking from the sideline. But then, like, if you're a part-time kicker, you only practice those ones. He kicked like one of those guys. Yeah. You strike him okay from the sideline, but they're nowhere else. And, like, goal kicking, as I mean, as you would know, Bungard, goal kicking is, it's all about technique. It's all about replicating the same motion. Mm-hmm. It's it's similar to bowling and cricket. Like, it's all about repeatable actions over and over and over and over. It is. You and if you have a bloke like Momorowski, you know, not to, not to harp on the point, but if you've got a bloke like that who's your third choice kicker and he has to step up, like all of your kickers should be putting in these extras. It's yeah. not a question. It's that they have to do it, and yeah. they, it may just be that they don't have a coach who's experienced enough in the goalkeeping department, or they don't have a goalkeeping coach at all. But, but where he misses it from, from a right, right footer, is pretty much the easiest place to kick a goal from. Because yeah. like this is the place you see like forwards toe poke him over because of the natural hook. But he kicked it at the left upright. Not Did the right Paul Gallen not kick one over from almost this exact yes. position? Sounds like something yes. that happened. So but it's the kind of spot that a good cold kick, as you said, Dale, would have repeated it so often they could do that, kick that one with our eyes closed, yep. legitimately there. But speaking speaking of great. eyes closed, you mentioned um, he did have two brilliant tries on the night, and he did. But there's that great photo you sent of the touchy looking at him. Putting the ball on the yeah, try line. God, I didn't get a good look. And they still yeah. sent it upstairs. The, the oh. bunk, the, the cameraman on the sideline for the first Momorowski review was like over the, t- pushing the touchy shoulder out of the way to like get a, a look of the ball. And the touchy's got his head leaning in the camera like, Ugh. It was one of those, like at the opposite of, you often see them give tries like they've just, like a dummy half dart mm. and they've kind of, the rucks like collapsed around them. Mm. Like, oh, you know, I think I've seen it. Is there anything to overturn it? This was like, nobody got a good look. And they must they must have flicked through like three like turned turned the bunker machine on three yeah. frames in and gone yep yeah, just hit the big green button. <laughs> um, but this game much better than I expected to be it honest. Well, I did think this would be the a dogs bit are of a ripping spoon in goal, but exactly. Well, the Tigers like I don't know. Obviously, Mbai after being injured in Walmart got through some form of fitness test, but like from the moment he was out there, a minute in, he had a trainer with him. I don't know why they put him well, out he there. Had a, he was doing the fitness test through, uh, before the game and came yeah. off before the game and went in for a for a massage before the mm. match. And then the first time he tried to open open up yeah. after already being hampered, he obviously did his whatever injury it was. He, he hurt himself again during that. And then the Tigers, once Robbie Farrah got injured, I was like, even though they were up 8-0 well, at that point, and again, they missed the, the two goals. So yeah. up 10-0. No, no, 8-0, sorry. He converted the first one. I got a penalty goal. They lost Farrah. I'm like, they're going to find a way to lose this, aren't they? This yeah. is the most Tigers thing ever. What's that three wins in a row stat with them again? 
I don't know. I don't remember. I, I remember reading some weird stuff. They've only won three in a row like once in the last decade or something. Mm-hmm. And, and then, this was going to be three in a row. And yeah. And in that period, the Bulldogs won the game. They scored all their points, 18 points, in a period of of 11 game minutes. The conversion was like two minutes later. That was it though. Like The pass from Benji. I thought Benji had a good game back end trying to bring them back in. But that pass that he threw to Nick Meany was terrible. And yeah, they just weren't great. I, I am very happy though. Like Ryan Madison, I used, used to depress me at the Roosters when I played him on the edge because I was so in love with him as a middle. And then he went to the Tigers this year and he was so good on the edge, I thought, oh, well, maybe that, those days are gone. You know, he's just a good edge now. But back in the middle, he was an absolute machine in this game. Like 29 runs, 272 metres. But it's also more so than that. It was like defensive work, good. But he was doing that really good stuff you want to see from a modern 13, which is going to the line and, and passing and giving up great opportunities for the guys outside him. He was fantastic. But... This Tigers team has weird, weird holes in it. They really should be in the eight right now, but they're just close but not good enough on too many occasions. This is one of them. They're, like, they're kind of about... They're, they're a team with like 10 players. Yeah. Like 10 quality players. And yeah. You, you need like 15. Yeah, we've been to this before. Like they're a team because they're short on players with, with, the, inj- with the guys that aren't playing from mm. their salary cap and the, sorry, the misallocation of funds is that like once you lose one or two players... They're in real strife. In this game, again, they lost Robbie Farrow, so Elijah Taylor went into nine, who wasn't bad, but they really rely on Farrow being creative out of the nine. Yeah. And now they're going to have to rely on Jacob Little stepping up. And as we said with this Bulldogs team, they're just... Well, now they're, they just they're far away. Win. They have a will to win. They're far from the spoon now. They won't get the spoon, but that's just it. They play, they'll play hard for the entire game, and they're not very good at scoring points. They've still only scored 200 and... What is it? 262 for the year, but they're like, you know, 100 points by most other teams. Hang on. That's got 260 points for the year. Yeah. That's like Melbourne's points differential. <laughs> yeah. That's what they scored for the year. They're not I'm genuinely a bit worried points. about playing them this week. But they they will not go away and they defend quite solidly. And now they've got, you know, a bit more mongrel in them. And Harry Wiranara is playing aggressively. DWZ's carrying the ball back strong and, and, and the like. And they look all right with Jack Cogger. They're not too bad. Mm. And they've got, you know, they've played two of their biggest rivals in the next two weeks, Souths and the Eels, and they can potentially... Cost both of those teams a top four spot if they beat. As I said last week, they are the team that's going to fuck someone season up. Yeah, and uh, Luke Brooks. So the uh, the strides he's taking is great. If you ask me, another mm-hmm. really good game in this. Like he's never going to be a, f- a full on game breaker, but he's just all over the field for them now and trying to create. To be fair, the players he was lot. compared to as a rookie were never game no. breakers either. No, no. never, never. Alrighty, Sunday afternoon. Well, Sunday afternoon footy at Canberra Stadium. It's Canberra. 18, Eastern Suburbs, 22 in the first of what really was Super Sunday. This was a fantastic game. Uh, but look, it was closer than I thought it would be. As I said last week when I was doing the tips, I thought that the Roosters would not necessarily blow the Raiders off the park with their quality in the halves, but like just be a lot better than the Raiders' halves. Mm. But I don't. ironically, it wasn't the Raiders' halves that ended up really killing them in this game because they kind of as as you mentioned earlier they kind of just they didn't really have a lot of go forward mm, I agree I thought um, I thought this was a cracking game as you mentioned but I just feel like one of those games that the Roosters are just a little better at, at smart football things yeah. and that's why they won this game and what I mean by that is like a couple of times they milked penalties and they got and they got them and I'm not rest faulting this at all by the way but they got a couple of penalties that were penalties hitting the, hitting the head and they stayed on the ground whereas when it happened to the Raiders, Jack White and got up and whinged. So well, maybe you stood down, you get a penalty there. Mm. They're a bit smarter, and then they capitalised on the Canberra's errors and penalties in the start of the second half. And with their sharp left edge, they scored points when on offer. And then at the back end of the game, when you're ahead, they kind of, they pushed the ruck, they slowed the ruck down for the last ten minutes. But 
they really got underneath the Raiders' skin. In that last 10 minutes, every second play the ball, so you'd have a Raider slow it down and look at the referee or appeal or whatever, and they, and they just stopped generating ruck speed, and they couldn't get over the Roosters' pack. And so they got, they got done by a, you know, not essentially... I think the team played much better than the Roosters, smart, but they're, smarter they're a smarter team, team than they are. Yeah. And, you know, they've got more experience in these big games. And when you're the Roosters and you can kind of rely on your left edge, it's like they know when they get down there, we've got X or Y ways of scoring. And whilst this Raiders team is a good team and an entertaining team, they haven't got that yet in terms of like they know where their points are coming from. For them to beat a team like the Roosters, the crazy shit has to come off. Yep. And they did score some cool tries in this game, but they haven't got like, you know, once we get down there, we'll run that sweet play to Tedesco and we'll score. They haven't got that. They're like... Let's see what Josh, Hodge, Josh Hodge, Hodge, sorry, Hodgson or John Bateman can do. It, it would be a lot, as a, as a hypothetical, it would be very interesting to replay this game in mm. an alternate universe with Joey Leilua out there. That's, what they, that's honestly what they need. Because they, did, they seemed to miss just a little something. Um, mm. And I'm not, as I said, I'm not going to say that they would have won the game if he played, but like just that little... Him and Rappin have, have like genuinely one of the best combinations in rugby league of they any do. two players. Um you know them, Tedesco, and anybody who's within twenty meters of him. There's a few of them, um, but as I said, like sometimes you've got to have that little bit of magic. And the Roosters really did. Like they capitalized on almost every error that the Raiders made. We mm. spoke about this previously off mic. The t- the was it the Radley try right at the start. Yeah, Croker comes like three meters out of position, and that's it. Tedesco spots it, and he goes straight past him. I'm not, I'm not going to say that it's a hundred percent Croker's fault because. He was a little bit far in, but they also hadn't come across enough. Mm. But, like, it's just... Th- those are the fine margins. There was another one where t- uh, Tupo went over the top of Rappana. Rappana, maybe any other player, he takes that or punches it away. Mm. Tupo's just too tall, too strong, can jump too high, basically dunks over the bloke and then scores. Nickel Hoxad, yeah, scores off of... Uh, sorry, they score off Nickel Hoxad dropping the ball. Yeah. They manage your mistakes. Like, just those yeah. little... Those one percenters. And it's... It's things that you see time and time again in finals matches. Mm. And this did feel like the first proper... Like I'm not going to say the first proper test, but it it did feel like the first test at this end of the season under these conditions outside of the finals that the Raiders have had to face in like 10 years. Mm. They haven't had to have a game under this amount of pressure that not everything was riding on, that was a practice run. Yeah. Well, there's the biggest crowd in that long fail. too. They didn't fail. I don't think this was a failure. They just made those were those two or three or four little mistakes that crept in, and the Roosters capitalised. I agree. And then and then what they ended up doing was they kind of panicked a little when they were behind with twenty to go, and that's when they stopped going straight. As you mentioned, they weren't generating ruck speed, and you get this stuff when they're going really sideways. Like Hodgson starts overplaying his hand when the ruck's not going forward. And then they started throwing long, loopy cutouts and shutting down the space for the outside backs. And then when no one's straightening, you have situations where Croker was past the ball like four metres from the sideline. And if no one's straightened and engaged in line, be it, you know, Hodgson from dummy half or a good decoy runner or Whiten at, at six going straight, you end up with the situation where Joey Manu's already naturally sliding mm-hmm. or, and the other back row is already sliding over and they're just pushing over the sideline twice. And that's also a thing that... Croker obviously needs to be better, but Bailey Simonson needs to learn in those situations too, is that you can't just stand over the sideline champ. Both times when Croker was going over the sideline, Bailey just stood and watched him. It's there, like, there was back on the inside and give Croker an opportunity. Yeah, went all the way down. The, the Croker went all the way. They went ha- through hands to the left, and then Simonson mm. got thrown over the sideline. It's like... Come back on that, the inside, that mate. weak white thing. Don't go over that. Yeah, I know. That's it. And then I thought Rapana overplayed his hand a bit too, when he's been a bit hampered, and he came infield trying to create things. But that's it. They kind of... You know, obviously they try to make things happen. They're that kind of team, but and then take fully advantage of some of the things the Roosters did give them. There was a couple of occasions there on that right hand side 
when Luttrell was angry and he jammed in on Bateman and they got on the outside of him and they didn't take advantage of those opportunities. Whereas the other side, the Roosters scored every point they were given. But in those things, you had Kotrich, which was too narrow to Bateman. And so they, he tipped it on to Kotrich and he's too narrow that the cover defense got him kind of thing. And that's, as you mentioned, if Leilu was there, the space out there has taken more advantage of. It, it would be, again, it would have been one of the things that I would have done if I was, you know, running messages out. Just keep running at Latrell. When he's angry, mm. just keep running at him. He's going to give away a penalty. He's going to keep giving away penalties. He's going to, like, there were, there were a number of times where Bateman clearly got under his skin and he's, I'm, I'm not going to say that he's the only one in the league, but Mitchell is one of those players who, he's hot or cold in a lot of ways and this is one of them. Like, mm. sometimes he, like, he's a, he's a brilliant player, great taking the line on, yada, 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 but mm. he's got a dumb, he's got a dumb moment in him. He does. And, and if there's one player in the league who's going to niggle it out of you, it's John Bateman. Well, he gave him away, he gave away a penalty towards the end of the game, the troll did one of those dumb moments. They should have targeted him when they didn't, when he was angry, as you said, but, as you said, I don't think the Raiders failed. They played well, but they just had a few lessons they got taught. Mm. And they just, you know, the, the Roosters played smart. And even towards the end of the game, they slowed the ruck down. But also when they had possession and the Raiders kept getting away with those one-on-one strips, back into the game, because the Roosters aren't trying to score points, they were just running hard and yeah. straight. And they were getting the extra post-contact meters from those one-on-one strip attempts. Like, there was one set... But the Raiders kicked it into touch, and they were about. The Roosters started ten meters out from their line, and by the third tackle, they're over halfway. Yeah, because the two prior runs was like Tupo had one guy hanging off the ball, and he carried him for about fifteen meters. And then Ray Hargraves did the same thing following up. Like they're just a smart football team. That that the Chooks, as we all know. Yeah. Um. Did did love the uh, did love the offloads. Big big fan of the Raiders offloads. Yeah. More consistent offloads. Uh, yeah, I did laugh in this game. Like at halftime, they're saying the the uh, Roosters tries and kicks are lucky. As you know, as you know, uh, kick tries are lucky. Yes, but yeah, hell. the Warriors offload. Sorry, the Raiders offload like seven times. Not luck. <laughs> <laughs> like whatever. Alrighty, speaking of unlucky, it's South Sydney sixteen, Melbourne twenty six. Um, have you ever seen nine penalties given in a row, Bungard? Uh I saw it yesterday. Ah, oh, you hate to see it. Mm. Mm. It's, I was um, tossing up who I wanted to win in this game. I'll be honest with you. Because I hate Melbourne, but you hate me as well. But I hate when I hate when the rab- the hate when the rabbits win because <laughs> yeah. it, it provides us with good content when they That's lose. True. Um, Any of our teams losing is good for the I show. I will say that um, you know it, I don't know why, but it just it's so much more frustrating watching your team against Melbourne than it is against everyone else. I said this to you last week. For me, it's like you need the penalties when you play the Melbourne, yeah. and you're watching yeah. them every single time they fuck around the ruck. You're like something referee. That's what I feel like when I'm watching it. Yeah, um, Simbin should have come far earlier than it did. Nine penalties in a row. Spare me. Um, doesn't matter. I'm sad. Um, <laughs> Quality analysis here well, on Boom Rookies. Um, yeah, I had some minor hopes of a comeback. Then Adam Reynolds gets snapped in half and Ethan Lowe shanks that conversion. Prodikoff goes up the other end and scores to end the game. But um, uh, I, th- I thought Seattle did pretty well. For the most part, they they certainly took it to Melbourne. The well, monster yeah. try was a bit of brilliance. I mean, people are, are, are hammering South, but your starting pack in this game was Totola, Knight, Low, Britt, and Murray. That is not full strength South, okay? And I th- like I thought uh, Knight and Britt were pretty impressive. Britt was our best player. I thought sad that he's now leaving apparently, but um, mm. yeah, it was always going to be an uphill battle. I was confident picking South earlier in the week until it came out that Burns and Burgess were both not going to play. Mm. Um, and I mean, those. I mean, especially Burgess probably could have made the difference here. Yeah, Carl Turner got a good offload away for uh, one of the games. He really tries, did, but yeah, obviously not a full time centre. And then 
I thought Cody Walker had a bit of a renaissance in this game. Set another two up for Campbell Graham. That was nice. But yeah, you just um, when you haven't got those forwards like a Sam Burgess or you know even George Burgess creating good speed around the middle of the field, Damian Cook also gets hampered a little. There was a bit of he had a couple of moments in this game that he was like Hodgson for the Raiders, where he picked the ball up and just like, well, there's nothing on here, is there? <laughs> just dance around a little and hope something would happen. But yeah, they weren't far off. But over on the Storm side, you just got you got done by like Cam Munster was exceptional. He's ridiculous. He's always good, but he's especially good against Souths every time, annoyingly. It frustrates me so much. And then they just fucking shit out another random halfback, uh, fullback, and he's good. Yeah, Nico like, Hines wasn't even off. contracted until like five weeks ago. He's a uh, 5'8". They turned into a fullback this year. Uh, 22 years old up at Suncoach Coast Falcons. And yeah, good. I, I legit said this this uh, on Sunday in the office. We, we saw the, the Nico Hines thing, and I said... I genuinely think they could take a homeless guy from Rockhampton and have him playing fullback within like six weeks. Yeah. Well, Simo's looking for work. So. <laughs> well, that's good. He's, uh, hopefully he's got a roof over his head. They're, just, they're so good at um, finding the players who have the appropriate skill set to make the transition back there because they did the same thing with Scott Drinkwater. He wasn't a fullback when they signed him. He was a halfback. And Nico Hines was a 5'8 when they grabbed him. But they find the guys who just have, seem to have the right footy brain and also the good ball skills to go back there because Hines was in the right spot like all night. Yeah. And he was great. And Justin Olam only played 20 minutes, but I was stoked for him to see him get that try, the uh, the new king of PNG. Yeah. Um, I don't... Th- uh, the Storm obviously killed us in line breaks. They rolled down the field a lot more easily than we did. Um, and save for a lot of those penalties, we did have a fair bit of trouble moving the ball. But as you said, that's with, you know, our best forward well, out. You made more meters than they did for Christ's sake. Yeah, th- that's insane. Uh, but then again, we had 55% to 45. Which it is it doesn't help that you didn't have a halfback for 15 minutes. Oh, mm. look. Yeah. That's not great. Mm. Apparently, he's going to play. Standard Adam Reynolds. Yeah. Um, I mean, the guy is made of glass. We we all know that. He is. But, yeah. I mean, that when when he went down, I kind of thought like it was a weird like hip flexor injury or maybe he had a cork in his thigh. Or he, but he just he looked 65 years old out there, mm. the, the poor bloke. And I'm never writing a team off. You know, with the the quality in their game that Souths can have, but it's just like, can we get fit already? If you're a Souths fan, you know, earlier in the season we mentioned about this in the podcast. You've, oh, you're going through your tough patch; it'll come back. But the tough patch just hasn't ended. Like, have we had a full strength team this year? I don't think we have. Not really. Like, you know, you still obviously you still haven't got well, Burns and Burgess were injured up to this game. You know, Burgess had his suspension downgraded; he's he's charged downgraded to get to play, and he got injured. And yeah, it's just like you know, again, two of your most key players are, are out for this game. Brilliant. Um, yeah, I mean, we're not going to see a full strength stouts until at least the first week of the finals. Yeah, which yeah. is really weird. It is weird. And then, yeah, Melbourne... I'm just hoping to stay in the top four at this point. It's yeah. going to be hard. Exactly. And Melbourne's development, as we all know, is just so good that they can just rest a couple of guys and the next four guys fill in perfectly fine. They were they yeah. were all, you know, St- Nico Hines stood in and was perfect, but you didn't really see the lack of Brandon Smith off the bench either in this game. I thought they were, they were just good. Alrighty, we'll pick the games. Thursday night. At Brookvale, Manly Warringah versus West Tigers. I will have Manly. Yeah, well, the Tigers, we don't know who's coming in, obviously. We mentioned Moses Zembai's injured, so maybe uh, we might get a debut from, uh, is it Tommy Talao, I think, there. And then also Robbie Farah's out, so you'd assume Jack Little Jack plays Little nine or splits with Elijah Taylor. Yep. But Seagulls back at Brookie. They're not as good at night, but whatever. I think they'll demolish the Tigers this, uh, I, this week. Unfortunately, because I love Madge, agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, Friday evening, Gold Coast versus Parramatta up at Rabina Stadium. Moving on. Yep. Friday night, Broncos versus Panthers at Lang Park. This is going to be an interesting game. Terrible game. Yes, but the interesting. Anthony Griffin revenge game. 
for both teams. Oh, probably, he's probably going to get to call it as well. Revenge on Anthony Gibbon. They just go out at Griffin, and they just go out and they. What if we get the two scrums to pull in opposite directions, but attached to to Hawk? Well, now he's a commentator, and I don't matter. I don't care if he's the smartest person in the world or the best commentator in the world. His voice and how he talks get off the TV. Well, I mean, it's good that this game's well, going to be uh, at like nine, like it'll finish at ten o'clock. Cause that's mm. that's a good time for me to go to sleep. It is, it is. Yeah. good good well, nighttime ambience. Yeah. To if I was the Penrith coach, I'd simply go up the middle and go out ball in ball here. It's like, oh, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Anthony. <laughs> Bring Fox Sports ASMR. It's like, yeah, thanks. Uh, man. Give me the Broncos. Sure, why not? Uh, as we know, highly flawed team, halves of crap. The line, the forward pack, rolling on the forward pack, and the let's and go. Brisbane are playing too. Some crazy yeah. shit. We'll we'll see what happens. I'm going to pick the. Broncos, reluctantly. Uh, Saturday afternoon up at Hunter Stadium. It's Newcastle versus North Queensland. The Disappointment mm. Derby. This yeah. is going to be, yeah. Isn't Mount Disappointment in North Queensland as well? <laughs> There's not definitely a place called is Mount now. Disappointment. No, there definitely is. Is there actually? Yes. Oh. I'm going to look it up now while while you guys discuss this. Um, so the Knights have lost Tim Glasby like that matters. Uh, Cowboys <laughs> McLean will be back. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Victorious. I'm going to... Is Which it? is appropriate because Victoria is a disappointing place. Yeah, I'm going to go with the place. Cowboys. I'm going to go with the Cowboys too. Um, they they did a lot better last week than they possibly should have. They were short a few troops, and um, the, the Knights just don't look like a team that knows how to play footy at this stage. They don't mm. look like they're playing as a team. In a basic game of making meters, they can't make meters at the moment. And they're going to be trying to make meters against a man who could literally kick them to the moon yes. in JT. Uh, so yeah, give me the Cowboys. Sorry, Harry. Uh, moving yeah. on uh, I'll take the Knights oh, brave. Bra- brave Braver than the troops Hey, hey Wow Hey Alrighty Speaking of disrespectful Melbourne versus Canberra At Edward Flackfield in Melbourne That's the 5.30 yeah, good, game Good for Canberra to have a nice Soft game to yeah. back up from After that <laughs> yeah. Clash what, with the One of Canberra's many tests Now they're mainly next week as well Fucking hell But uh, look Canberra of, well, People keep saying They haven't won a game Against the top five Which is true but I think they learn things every week, and you know, so they're, they're still learning with Whiten at six, and uh, and with uh, what I'm saying, Nicklock's had at fullback. They're still forming their combinations and whatever. But I think you have to pick the Storm. You just can't not pick them. But it's one of those ones again. The Cam- Canberra team don't have to win to see good signs. Like, and and Melbourne play on that pitch fantastically. They do. They're going to be like it's it's a twilight game, so they'll be you know they'll be at peak peak of their powers, and also like they they could play with eight fullbacks. They could. I mean, uh, I they're now yeah. they're on the rest policy now that we've seen. So. Great. I'm I'm all about this rest policy. Like they've got fifteen hundred fucking good players. Yeah, I know. That's it. So we don't know who just cycle them in and out. Someone will get rested. Rested this week. Don't know who. Maybe Brody Croft will get a rest or something similar. I, I, like they could they could play Cam Smith for twenty minutes mm-hmm. at this stage. And they're, they're, you know, I think that well. if they if if the Storm win this game, they've wrapped up the minor premiership. It feels like they've wrapped it up already. Like though, that's it? just <laughs> yeah. uh, we that we ridiculous. were talking about this in the office the other day. When was the when was the earliest that a team won the minor premiership? Like they've got four rounds to Surely play. Surely Brisbane in those like we don't have a salary cap years did it a few times. So never, um, I'd imagine. Um, worth bringing up once again that Nick Campton bet me a case of beer that the Dragons would finish above Melbourne this year. Unlucky. Yeah, that was the, that. Like, how drunk was he that day? As a long-time um, Melbourne truther, that was one of the weird ones you got him on weakness. Like, he's been a Melbourne truther forever. He was at least he was drunk enough that he was enthusiastically slapping me on the shoulder every few seconds every time he said basically anything. So he had like two beers. <laughs> yeah. So he was. <laughs> so he was not drunk enough that he was knocking tables over. Yeah. What are oh, we doing? Right. So he's right in that sweet spot. All right. So we're all taking Melbourne in that one. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, sorry camera. camera. Uh, already, sorry. Uh, South Sydney versus Canterbury Bankstown at the Olympic Stadium. Yeah, as I said before, a little bit worried, but I'm still going to tip South. 
Yeah, me too. Uh, although I think yeah. this will be closer. The than dogs always expect. play us tough, even when they're bad. Um, they played us pretty tough in that first game this year. We got a bit lucky. I think you're a little too classy. I know you've lost a couple of games in a row against you know decentish teams. I think you're a bit too classy with the dogs. They can't score enough points, and I do feel like someone like Cody Walker attacking their edges is going to be what wins this the game the game for South. I yeah. just don't think. The dogs can hang in there with you. If you remember the first time they played this year, it was Good Friday. It was that it was like fourteen to six, and there's no points yeah. in the last like hour of the game or something. Yeah. So, but yeah. the Bulldogs can't score more than like eight, like eighteen points is their ceiling. I was just about to say eighteen points. Yeah, you know, and they're not going to be able to keep the yeah. Rabbits to but under eighteen. Also, points. well, a lot of it's going to hinge on whether Sam, Braden Burns, and Adam Reynolds all play. All might play, or none might play. Yeah. we don't know yet. Like so. I, I haven't looked up exactly their top points of the year. I think they might have scored twenty. Is their most have scored in a game? The That's dogs. crazily bad. So that's, I just don't think they can go with you. Oh, 22 against the Titans. There you go. There you Doesn't go. count. Yeah. Uh, give me Souths in that one. Alrighty. Sunday afternoon at the SCG. It's Eastern 24 Suburbs. 24 on, on the Cowboys. Okay, whatever. They haven't scored more than 30. Eastern anyway. Suburbs okay. versus New Zealand Warriors. Hmm. Hmm. Well, the impressive thing with the Roosters, they're in the same way they're impressive as the, the Storm Warriors. It doesn't seem to matter who's injured. They keep turning up. So they, you know, who knows when Boyd Corner are like a back, but I don't think it matters. No. Well, the Warriors are going to think they're playing against thirteen referees. So I'll tip the Roosters. The Roosters are going. To I will take the Roosters as well. And it's the Southern Derby at four o'clock out at uh, the land that God forgot, Cronulla. Cronulla Sutherland versus St George Illawarra. Um, yeah, this. This, this is, is hard. Like, this is like a weird be. one. This could be like an absolute banger or an absolute snoozer, and I don't think there's any way that it could be in between. Well, I am picking the Sharks, but not confidently. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pick the Sharks, not confidently. Uh, I think the Dragons will win. Simi Renrandra trying the chip and chase. Oh, no, it's Simi Redradra. Redradra's away. Oh, this will be interesting. Oh, yes, it will, yes. Semi-run-run-run. Oh, he's absolutely buried it. Run-run-run. It's news time. It's everybody's favourite time. It is. So injuries. Bungard, you love news. Robbie Farah's done his tibia. Fractured his tibia, but he might play again this year. He's going to try, but that's a big, big thing for the Tigers' final hopes, obviously. And then Moses Zembai is also... Done a hip flexor, so he don't know how long he's out. That that was as you said. It just looks so uncomfortable. I don't know why he's played. Yeah, Tim Glasby out for one game with a concussion. It seems I don't know how you can diagnose one game, but that's it. Brad Parker. This is diag- I think Dale Roots have out diagnosed the physio. Tom meniscus. Yeah, uh, he's done cartilage injury, which is oh. Brad Parker. The, no good. If you missed it, people. He did his knee whilst taking, taking a tap. Quick tap. That's his, as I said, that's his second fucking weird injury. Like that. Because he pushed him, he was trying to push himself up to play the ball last year and he tore his meniscus in his knee. Yeah, so he's got cartilage issues. That I feel boy. I feel him. That's my issue as well. Uh, Brad Park, sorry, Curtis Sirenin's out for a couple of weeks with the hamstring. Uh, for the Roosters, after obviously Jake Friend going down and Sam Verrill stepping and looking pretty good, uh, he's got injury cloud too. We don't know when he'll be back. He had a knee problem. Uh, for the Storm, Brandon Smith is out for a couple of weeks. Don't know when Drum Hughes or Pappenhausen in the back. Uh, Sam Burgess, hopefully this week. Braden Burns, we don't know. Burns, the scans were clear, but he's um, obviously not 100% fit, they've said. General Soreness? General Soreness, it might be. Doubtful? That's what they call me. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then signing news, not the biggest signings, but the Cowboys have finally confirmed Reese Robson 
is going there on a four-year deal. Uh, Dean Britt, as, as Bungard mentioned, two-year deal to Sad. Canterbury. don't really understand it. Although, I guess with Jaden Sewer there, that they're clearing the decks a little bit but, in that area of the but field. But the weird thing is, if you go to the Bulldogs, they have Harawira Naira, Fatala Mariner, Josh Jackson, Adam Elliott, Chris Smith. Yeah, but they go to Reese Martin, so it's fine. They, yeah, <laughs> and they signed Joe Stimson, and now they signed Dean Britt. That's okay. That's a lot of back rowers. That's a lot of, yeah, second rowers. And then if we... I don't know if we mentioned it. Do we mention that Jaden Braley finally got confirmed to go there to uh, the Knights? No. He finally got like his full-on Slade Griffin he's always wanted. The boring player who just tackles and passes the ball. There you go. Soon Uh, to to be broken. Yep. Uh, Connor Tracy is going back to the Sharks from the Rabbitohs. It's a bit of a reserve-grade deal. Jake Turpin re-signed for three years with the Broncos, which is a big get for that club. So interesting off-season coming in terms of what they're going to do with uh, McCulloch, but... That's interesting anyway. I like Turpin, just for the record. So do I. And we've mm. got some other news, but we'll, people have asked us questions about that, so we'll just save that for question time. That's fair enough. Are you serious? Yeah. We're going to have any questions. Okay. First question from Frankie, underscore 987. Do you have sympathy for Josh Reguire? Why and why not? And this is not referring to his eye facial thing or whatever, but there's a story today without any... Proof of them being proved anyway. He's, he's, my office said he's getting death threats and similar online. Um, I mean, obviously, sending people death threats is not good. That's always bad. But um, it, it's remarkable how often um, when there's... And this isn't just in sport. This is... Everything. In, whenever anyone is a social pariah, mm-hmm. how magically this story breaks like the next day. You know what I mean? Like mm. every time mm. someone gets in trouble and their public stock is down, oh, I, I was, people have been sending me death threats and terrible messages on the internet after this. It's like, well, have they? I, I feel sorry for the way players get abused on the internet in general because again, it's fine to criticise performance and similar, but you see stuff like the the crap was on Paul Momorowski's Instagram page, page this weekend was ridiculous and the Latrell is another another level. But I'm sick of minimising it down to online trolls and this or whatever it's called. Like the guy who racially abused the troll Mitchell is not an online troll. He is a racist. Yeah. Everyone is online. Yeah. But the Joshua Guy stuff, though, is the other thing. It's like, did you really get death threats? Mm. Like someone... Like someone the saying, one that they... In the article I read, the yeah. one quote that was shared yeah. was some guy going, I hope you get hit by a bus. But not very nice. Not, that, it's, it's not great, but it's, but it's not, not a death threat. People said that to all of us at some point on the internet. I, you know? I wish I would get hit by a bus. Sometimes I wish that, <laughs> yes. But, you know, again, I, I feel sorry when they do cop it. And, but, yeah, there's a, you know... But as you say, one. like, I mean, there's a big difference between being like, you're a, you're a fuckwit, you shouldn't have missed that, and I know where you live, I'm going to come and get your family. Mm. There the, is a big difference. But, yeah. And I highly doubt that the latter is happening. But that's a death threat. The first one is not a death threat. Correct. <laughs> hmm. But uh, in, in year 2019, though, can we just stop generally... Boiling things down to online troll or social media is bad. It's like, no, these are people. Like this is not online troll. This is 2019. Your mum has Facebook. People's grandmas have Facebook. Like that's just society. Those people are assholes. Like the guy who racially abused Latrell Mitchell is not an online troll. An online troll is some idiot who like makes a joke in response to you know an innocent joke to or just a dumb asterisk joke to Ken Smith. That's Ironically, not, the but, question asker himself yes. is an online troll. Mm. The guy who abused Latrell Mitchell is a scumbag racist. Correct. Yeah. Okay, well, let's stop putting him in the same basket as online troll. Yeah, very true. Uh, next question, Mess and Oscar Ozil. Would Trent Robertson care about the strip rule if his team was good at doing it to the other teams? We Well, we discussed this last week about the fact that like teams are starting to work on it like it's becoming a tactic. But also, mm. as you mentioned, they made like 400 metres off the Raiders trying to strip the ball. 
Yeah, they did lose, I think, three of them. Yeah, but like, but protect so them what? all. That's it. It's like, not. It's not rocket science. And I know, like, some of the stuff Robinson said is true. He's like, mate, they're trying to stop getting turned into a pretzel, whatever, whatever. But it's like, I know teams are now wise enough that they make their own calls for one-on-one strips. I want to see the team now who's smart enough now when they hear a call to let go of the ball. Yeah. The guy's got his hands around the ball. Just give him it. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's three of them. Like, that's the logical end point. Like, just yeah. give him it. But it's just funny, like... I, 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 even if you don't really like the rule, I like the rule simply because it's variance in the way the game's played. Yeah, like it's more people, of a contest. Like it's, I, I love the game as is, but it's like, do you just want it to be five hit ups, no other way, and five hit ups and a kick the whole game? It's like this is a good different way. It's when the forty twenty came in, Super League brought that in. People hated the idea of it, but it's great. It's just another way to play the game, and this is one of them. Like, it's an all risk play. You know what? Yeah. What's wrong with it? It's it's similar to like you see. Pushing in the scrum is completely looked looked down upon. Like mm. if you you see people who are who are our age and younger who see pushing in the scrum and are like, oh, that's a novel idea. Yeah, but some people but like also, the game was played like that yeah. for seventy years. Like some people also want scrums removed because there's no pushing. But it's again, so you just want the game to be thirteen on thirteen in straight sets in hit ups the whole game. That's what yeah. you want. You don't want any variance, hey? You don't go want any watch, opportunity. Go and watch touch footy. But that's it. Like the, I liked it, and whilst I heard one of the arguments was saying it makes your job harder for the referee to know when the ball dropped off. There's been like one call they've got wrong. Yeah. So they're doing a pretty good job. And in terms of on the field, I know the bunker makes mistakes and I know everyone wants more penalties. Everyone wants to tend to get more penalties for some reason. Everyone in the Rucks, the worst team, we've been cheated or whatever. The referees have the hardest job in the NRL by some distance. Yeah. And they are so much... They are underrated the level of peak performance they're at for what they do. They have to run like 10, 15 kilometers a game and make on-the-fly on the decisions. They are far more tuned athletes than the bloody players are on most occasions. Like maybe show some respect to that. The decision-making can be right mm. sometimes. Like those guys, the tests they do when they do their fitness tests and they get asked like math equations and stuff on the bikes, like I'd, I'd crumble after doing 200 meters and getting asked what's four plus seven. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> they, they, they get it right more than not. Yeah. Uh, Michael Darren's 39. What hope is there when three commentators right in line with a forward pass deem it a harsh call, but then immediately on replay concede, concede the referee was right? Well, I mean, it comes back to the point that you were just making. Uh, it's just like, that, that, like there are sometimes there are sometimes where the touch is not in line or the ref's not in line. Mm. And sometimes you've just got to take those calls. That's that's rugby league's problem. But is the referee's going to be wrong, but rugby league has a problem with accepting calls. That's yeah. what we have, and it's and it is very rugby league because we've watched the cricket when there was like the worst umpiring ever in a game, and the main storyline the day after the cricket was not umpire is bad. It is Steve Smith is good. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but that to be fair, that's also because the um, video review system overturned all the terrible calls. Well, of they which missed there some calls, many. still though. You know, well, that's, that's only because they didn't. They didn't. Yeah. They weren't referred. But yeah. that, that's it. The people just accept that in cricket. And then in, I know the All Blacks fans are sour now. But anytime they lose a game ever, it's referees' fault for All Blacks fans. But when on sat on Saturday there was a pretty average red card that happened on Saturday's game for the, the All Blacks. It was for a shoulder charge to the head, but it was like low body height, whatever. They reviewed it. The commentators were like probably a red gets red, and the guy just like gets the red card and just walks off the field. Yeah. And it's like that's it. And he like he legit just like shrugged his shoulders and was like, okay. Yeah, it's it's, it's it. Sometimes you've got to, the referee's an authority figure just accept it. Meanwhile, rugby league fans like someone could kick someone flying in the head and they'd be like, oh, he ducked and oh, it's not that bad. He wasn't intending to do it. Whatever. Hmm. Just accept the call and it doesn't help exactly what he mentioned is that on first call three morons in a box were screaming at sort of a forward pass and then on review, oh, oh it was a forward pass. Okay. Mm. <laughs> but that's, I think that's one of the things that happen when you get a whole bunch of former players in, the, in a box. They all, whole career, like, you play the referee in your own head and then you go in the box and you play the referee. Yeah. 
Next question, Pat Lawrence, 26. Rather than a conspiracy to cover up a global pedophile network, is it true Jeffrey Epstein committed suicide because he was a Titans fan? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> good. That Look, I'll be honest. I thought there was going to be some Epstein content. Mm. That was good. That was That's good. That's good. Uh, Frankie's back on another question. The f- he said bathing questions. Mm. <laughs> this is always good. Mm. Do any of you sit in the shower? At first I read this is shit. Only if like, I'm what? crying. Well, that's a huge concern. <laughs> um, I have never sat in the shower. I really? did when I was like really young. Huh. But like... If I sit in the shower, I can't see my TV because the couch is in the way. So that's foolish. Mm, okay. that. You make a good point. <sighs> if I sat in the sh- when was the last time I would have sat in the shower? I had had time sometimes after a like, long footy game. I'd sit yeah. there to steam. Yep. And that'd be about it. But that again, that's like over a decade ago. Yeah. Or uh, shaving my ankles to tape. Sit down Smart. for that. Smart. Yeah. Uh, and last question for Frank. Not last, but next question for Frank. And this one, he says, do any of you wash your legs with soap every time you shower? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Did my legs get dirty? <laughs> no. Ridiculous. <laughs> and even then, if I get dirty, I'm like, oh, well, the water will trickle down there. Yeah. Soap will get down there. Yep. Men's washing is like crotch and armpit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, in your face. It's a, there's, we've all seen that heat map of, of yeah. where men wash versus tried where and wash. true method. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Harry Ramage is the Raiders winless record against other top sides a genuine concern, or have they been close enough in all those games? Suggest they can get over the hump of September. I think it's a concern. I think it's a concern, but not in the way I think people. I think are, it's a bit of are, both. Yeah, are taking it to be. It's not like they have a hoodoo against top five no. teams. It's just that they've been. Beaten by a better team. They need a lot of things to go right to win yeah. games, which means they can beat these teams. But obviously, the fact that it hasn't happened so far isn't great. That's what I think. Mm. Joshua 44. If you had a burner account, what numbers would you want it to have after it? Would you put your phone, own phone number at the end of it? Turns out that wasn't it, the phone number. Oh, God. But, but how are you remembering that login? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I would not put a million men I would numbers. obviously just have 6969 nine, six, nine, repeater. Six, nine, I would just simply be Simo underscore 493 if I had a burner account. Speaking of Simo underscore 493. That's out of the bag. What it's round do you, of the season do you think Dave Clemmer realised he made a mistake? Uh, round 17. It was, it was Bef- definitely like the last couple of rounds. This week was very visible. He's like, before, I've had enough. Before Origin when he didn't get picked. That was it? When he, when he went, I have, hang on, I have to stay here for another six weeks? This is bullshit. Uh, I'm Mort 7 says, do you think it's acceptable to carry on like a knob 24-7 but not be a member of your club? So does that mean as in someone carry on like as a gronk about their fan base and not be a member? I guess that's what he means. Oh, oh, like if you, oh yeah, if you're going to be like Mr. Big Shot, like... Whatever team fan mm. online and all that. Yeah, I think you've you got to pay up and be a member. Well, see, I didn't buy a membership this year because Wade got rid of Wayne. So no, that's fair. Stand, no, that's, that's, I was that's right. Yeah, so, but yeah, generally, if you're going to be out there calling shots and making demands of the club and whatever, whatever, you've got to at least be buying your away from home membership, something. Yeah, like I don't want to be hearing, something. you know, brown out from some Knights fan that's not, you know, at least, and if you're not a season ticket because you don't live in Newcastle, like, mm. at least be like. Well, that's it. I've been a Broncos member down here. Yeah. Not hard. Mm. Uh, Lachlan underscore Hancock If Kalen Ponga attempted murder on the football field Will the commentators still say I like the idea But his execution wasn't quite right They would Great well, question it, Well it wasn't accurate execution though mm. If they killed him well, so, Yeah very true. I don't know But they would definitely Probably put it on Kurt Mann <laughs> Imagine if Kalen Ponga and Nathan Cleary Were on the same team Well they kind of have that with Pierce is also blameless on that team mm, True so, But it would still be another level above it would, Danger underscore Anger 
Should the NRL fulfil Chad Townsend's wish for Cronulla to be kicked out of the comp so their fans have an excuse to riot? Is that Chad Townsend's wish? Have I missed the joke there? I, 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 don't, I don't get it. They don't but, need um, an excuse to riot. Fuck me. Yeah, We've no, already been through this. <laughs> Famously, mediocre rugby league results were the catalyst for the Cronulla riots back, yeah. in, mm. back in the mid-2000s. Yeah. All sport matters. The quality between the good and bad teams has never been more apparent than in the last week. Would you like to see a best of three series for semis and grand finals? Um... No, I'd just like to see fewer teams in the finals. Can we just give like the Broncos, you're not Raiders, you're really good, have a life. <laughs> you're fun to watch. This is our, our spot in the finals is like an extra life for yeah. you. If you lose once, we still come back the next Maybe week. that's the true wild card, is oh, for life. Yeah. While we're talking about final systems, can I address how insane, because I've had to watch the Shoot Shield for work the last oh, two yeah. weekends. Are we going to talk about Shoot Shield? No, we're not going to talk about any of that, but just, just their final system. Big Randwick so, fan? Uh, is that, yeah, sure. Um, anyway, so they have a top six, so mm-hmm. far fine. Mm. You would, I would have assumed it would work like the NFL does, where one plays two and the you know the mm. three v six, four whatever. No, they don't do that. What they do is one verse six, two verse five, and three verse four, and the three winners and the highest ranked loser go to the final four. That's mm. it. So essentially, the tenth that finishes first has absolutely no reason to play in that highest first. ranked loser. Yeah, because yeah. even if they like whether if they win, they go to the semifinals. If they lose, they go to the semifinals. Do they? Do they? Is it like does it affect the draw the next week? Or I mean, still... maybe, but still, is that not just ridiculous? Yeah, terrible. Uh, yeah, ours wasn't. Although until they changed it a couple of years ago, ours wasn't much better. It is a ridiculous sport after all. That's true. Mm. He won a score, bad man. Which of the other fifteen NRL head coaches are responsible for the theft of Craig Bellamy's phone? And will this be NRL Spygate? So if you haven't heard. Bellamy's phone and someone else's phone got nicked at Central Coast. That wasn't by a coach. That was just by someone at the league. Yeah, you're at Central Coast. It's clearly Gosford. Anywhere else, I'd put a conspiracy together, but this is no Epstein. Yeah. You're, just, <laughs> you're at Central Coast. Someone's seen a phone. They've nicked it. <laughs> if they were at a coach's conference, though, who would be the most likely to nick Craig Bellamy's phone? Paul Green. Yeah, because he needs ideas. He's so sour. Yeah. <laughs> so sour. Take all okay. the good players from Queensland. Else? How dare you? Who else would actually no, steal that's a good answer. Phone? I think, no, I think that's it. Green is the answer. Yeah. He'd be looking for the call logs referees. He'd be in the green. He would be, be like, <laughs> going through the call logs and the text messages. Hang on. He's call logs. All of these are good players from the central, central Queensland. Fuck, they're no good to me. Okay. Butsy Triple Eight. He has two questions, and I'll, I'll ask them the other way around. Which is better, Bohemian Rhapsody or A Star Is Born? I haven't seen A Star Is Born. I haven't seen either. A Star is Born is a better movie, if you ask me. Bohemian Rhapsody is concert scenes are is sensational, but the rest of the thing, they took license on how the group split and they blamed everything on Freddie Mercury because he's dead. And also, some of the scenes are terribly put together. The scene where they meet their apparent agent and they're sitting around a table, why do I have to see the camera cross to all of them pulling their chairs out and then all their face reactions and whatever? There's like 57 cuts in that one scene just to film a conversation. It's bad. Uh, next question for me. What is your top five? Jesus is a big one then. Apocalypse slash end of the world films. Um, I don't think I could name five, but uh, Deep Impact. It's a good one. Well, so what are we talking about? End of the world. Are we talking about the movies that are about like the world, you know, things going to blow up or there's a threat to the world? Are we talking about movies, dystopian movies? That I, the don't world think, is I don't think end? those are included in this. Okay, because I like dystopian sci-fi. We all do, that, but that's. But I don't think that was the question. Um I in, there was an Aussie one made a couple of years ago called These Final Hours, which I thought was really good. Um, Armageddon was fine. Banging mm-hmm. soundtrack, obviously. Yep. yep. Like I don't really watch any apocalypse um, movies then. Like really. And those if, are the three apocalypse movies. Like I've if you're not of? accounting, like if because then if you can't count like Mad Max Fury Road, no. Um, yeah. I am Legend counts. Uh, yeah, true. Yeah, I, I'd get on board with that. that um, that's good. 
Uh, Apocalypse Now does not count. Doesn't. Well, this sounds like end. Like this sounds like those um, end of the world movies, like the ones that, like disaster movies. They all suck. Most of them are bad. <laughs> like that is true. Very true. Tsunami, whatever the other one. What's that? Uh, Sharknado. It's not Sharknado. Uh, oh, what? All, the, all bad weather event ones. They all suck. I don't know. I don't know. Day after tomorrow. It's a weird genre. That's mm-hmm. that's. Hey, I like that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, next question. Mario Siegs one. Which still employed coach has done the worst job this year? So you're saying anyone but Garth Brennan, essentially. Uh, well, my answer is Nathan Brown. Brownie for me. Paul, Paul Green. Paul Green is, as we mentioned, not a fantastic coach, but he's also got like eight spuds. Well, there's a, there's a cluster there. That I mean, you can also make a case for your me and Harvard Tony. Just yeah, because you could also then, make the coach case say for the, Mary too. The, yeah, the cluster of three would be Mary Green and and uh, Brown on that positional ladder, and then probably my friend Harvard Tony. Yeah. Uh, next question, Butch Triple H back again. Is Baker Mayfield everything? Can you shotgun a beer in the in the fashion he did? Um, yes. Uh, sorry, Lamar Jackson's better than him, and yes to the beer <laughs> thing. Baker is awesome. Uh, but I feel like he will jump the shark at some point. <laughs> I feel like that. I'm a big fan, but whatever. He's in my dynasty team too, which is good. Mm. But uh, shotgun a beer like that. I've never tried biting it to do it, but I'm sure I could definitely do it. Yeah. Like I've obviously shotgun beers that way, but never bitten a can. Mm. Uh, Jake, Jake, he H87. It's now EPL or NFL. EPL for me. You? Well, uh, the best league in England is actually the championship so oh God. I will say the NFL NFL for me but e- EPL was really close to it for a couple of years ago but it's just a time zone thing now is that I can't yeah. I don't watch any near anywhere near our games that aren't Liverpool anymore yeah and the, NFL watch I, and the other the other reason I put ahead of the NFL ahead is Patriots aside there's so much more parity like unless you go for like one of those three or four top teams in England Essentially, mm. the whole season's a waste of time. Yeah, yeah. And if you go for the, Bournemouth, like, what's the point? Again, NFL the playoff teams change like seventy percent every year. Yeah. Well. Oh, and there's playoffs, which I guess gets me again. Yeah. Like, there's there's, there's a there's just a, so many fans, and I guess that's why there's not many fans of those teams in Australia. Mm. But like, mm. yeah, as I said, if you go for one of those teams, then the season's kind of a waste of time. Uh, ben, I want to go Wallace. How many games a week do you think the average NRL fan actually watches? Four, three. I'd say two to three. I'd say. The average fan they doesn't watch have the second Girl. Friday night game. Yeah, they and watch they, their own team, and they might watch the Thursday or the Sunday, depending on who's playing. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, that's a fair point. Four, four at the moment, or three at the moment, rather, because there's the Saturday night on mm. nine now. So. And David Hunter, if there was an NRL, fr- sorry, franchise NRL draft, and ignoring the actual current players, what position would you draft first? Hooker. Yeah, we've. Yeah. I, I think we've done we've this before, and we said this, hooker. Yeah. Hooker. Yeah. Hooker is in the modern day now. Most of them playing eighty minutes. They 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 have to touch the ball over a hundred times a game. They have to defend for all the game. They're they're involved more than anyone else on the field. Yeah, if you have the best one of them, it's a good start. They're involved in like hundred and fifty out of like four hundred plays in a game. They are. Yeah, that's it. You know, like they have usually have more touches than mm. you know almost like all the halves and spine combined. Other plus guys. like fifty tackles. Yeah, but like no. they're steering around almost every play of the game. Yeah, they're they're in control. So yeah. Uh, Another question for David: Do you support making the on-field refs make a decision and allowing a team to challenge? Yeah, only do it. They only then do they use the bunker. Yep, hundred thousand percent. Um, my what I like is I want it to be like the NFL system in the fact that you give the try or no try, and then they review them all, all review all events, but you don't have to see it. So they're lining the conversion up, and if say it's a put down in the corner, it's fine. They don't bother telling you if it was like that to review it. But maybe if it's a, one of those tough ones, I'll go stop. We've got to look at this. 
But essentially, the referee goes try, no try. That's it. Yeah. And then the bunker happens behind the scenes. I'm okay with that too. Because even then, the captain's one, I just... I don't want to give people more reasons to bloody wins because, oh, that challenge, we should have got it back. And, blah, 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 blah. and generally speaking, like and the, the point that you're making about scoring plays is if you if you have a, a no try, for example, mm. and you've got, let's just say, as, as the example that you were giving, you've got a player who goes over in the corner, ref says, no, like, I, I don't think it's a try. It's going to be a t- 10 meter scrum. You've got 30 seconds for a minute. You've got time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it's a dropout, you've got time. If it's a try with a conversion, you've got time. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not slowing the play down at all. But the bunker will go, yeah, if they've had one look, hey, let's check it and out. And generally speaking, it only takes one look. Like if it's something over the sideline, it's that cam- camera down the sideline, whether it's the fast or slow. If it's a, if it's a drop in goal, you've got the mm-hmm. one filming across the corner. It's only generally yeah. like one or two shots. We generally know the first time I look at it, you generally know if they need to look at it again. Yeah. Or f- and if you asked every NRL fan what their main grievances were with the viewing experience was, I reckon at least half of them, if not more, would say the amount of bunker referrals. Well, like, I'm, yeah, again, I'm okay with a lot of them anyway, but as you said, the ones in, you've, you've been big on this anyway, the ones in the corner they check for, like, just to check it, that should be whilst they're taking the conversion. Yeah. Like, they, you know, 99% they've scored here, but they're just checking it. And, and you've got, like, you've got a, as we saw with the Momorowski put down, you've got a bloke ten feet away, ten feet away from from that. And if he if that if he or she the touchy can't see I mean, that, that one was just absurd. If he or she can't see that, it does my head. Just in. check it. It just slows the game down just for no it. reason. It's yeah. just pisses people off. Yeah, you know. I think, as do- you say, the challenge the challenge whether it's a coach's challenge or a captain's challenge, it's just another it's not another variable that we don't need. Yep. And then David is another question there. He says, also, why not use Hawkeye for forward passes? Well, the reality of why it won't happen is so Graves Analyst said this a few weeks ago that oh, we're looking, we're talking to Hawkeye, and that took, to me it was a classic scare tactic. He got because people came out instantly and said, oh, we don't want that. Mm. But the reason why it won't happen is because they cannot afford that, not because it's. They haven't got money because it is not worth the investment to get it done. Like in a game of cricket, it's like two stationary, whatever. I don't know how many cameras. Stationary cameras for five days they pay for. But at Wimbledon, they only have it on like two courts and they can afford it. That's Wimbledon, can afford like two courts for Hawkeye. Yeah. The NRL is not affording eight games yeah. over like, the weekend with all the cameras on both, all the, cover the entire field for Hawkeye. They're not doing it. No, like might come in our lifetimes, but it ain't coming in the next decade. Yeah, because like they don't even have. Um I know that VAR is slightly different mm. and like a bunker referral is slightly different, but like VAR came into the Champions League last year, as we all know, Champions League football. Mm. It only came into the Euro- to the Europa League, which is a second tier continental competition. It only came in after the round of 32. Yeah. Because 120 teams from fucking Belarus cannot afford to have nine or 11 cameras at every game. They just don't have it. Not all yeah. these Not all these games are worldwide televised. It's expensive. And they are doing some new stuff with the bunker next year you'll see anyway, but the four pass stuff, like the Hawkeye thing is just a scare because there's, there is no way they're having cameras for yeah. the entire field. And like for, the point that you make about test cricket, mm-hmm. those cameras sit there for five days, mm-hmm. for eight hours a day, ten hours a day. Mm-hmm. They're constantly on. Whereas... Can you imagine going to set up fucking Hawkeye at Mudgee? Yeah, and again, there's uh, there's twenty odd wickets in each innings of cricket, and yeah. each wicket's important. Yeah. There's about a million passes in a league game. Exactly, You're not checking them all. You can't track them all. You can't. It's not worth it. And yeah. then that's the thing as well. By the way, if you're saying the thing about Mudgee, it's like the NRL's not going to have a situation where they have Hawkeye at 190 of their 201 games. Yeah, because that's what they couldn't put it in Mudgee, and there's yeah. what. So those games don't they don't count. <laughs> they, like, oh, we can't get it to Brookvale this yeah. week because we've got two games in Sydney and we have to disassemble it. It's just it, not feasible. 
David asks again, who sh- should the NRL Grand Final be, be bid on by other cities? Yes. Yeah, we think that they're in a contract they can't get out of, I think. But I they think are. everyone thinks they shouldn't be played at the SCG, who, you know, who has half a brain. If, yeah. if, if they're played, like, it's just the dumbest. Just really play at Suncorp for five years. Who cares? The people who always are so mad, always want to keep it here. Generally, people who haven't gone to the grand final in ten years either, or who <laughs> haven't gone to watch rugby league at the SHA. Yeah, it's like, I under, like I'd love to see it somewhere else. It's, just it's of fine SCG. for fucking Gladys and her mates to tee it up in the bloody long room, mm-hmm. but like for us punters down on r- row three of the corner flag, it's just it's not up fi- up high. The SCG is fine, but like down low, it's absolutely cooked. Yep. Um, Josh Robbo forty four. What rule do you think is the most confusing? Double movement rule? Uh, downward pressure. It shouldn't be confusing, Ooh. but you touch the ball, you score. That's how downward pressure works. That's a good one. Because there was... Was it... Um, the Hayden one a few weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. There, there was... Um, one in Queensland a couple, couple of weeks ago where the guy barely grazes it and the, and the review official because it was the televised game was like, that was downward pressure, which it is. Fair enough. You touch the ball and it's down in a downward action. You downward pressured it. And it's <laughs> anywhere from... it's. Because isn't the rule that it's your arm carrying the ball or yeah. anywhere from your your elbow to your hand? Like it's your, it has to be your forearm. Yeah. But the, that one and Weird. the other one, the one I don't find confusing, but the ones the players find confusing is the ten, the, the kick going ten meters. How <laughs> the players get confused by this every game? Jack White had <laughs> yeah. one a few weeks ago. 40 twenties. Just can't get my head around it. <laughs> I don't get it. No, but seriously, Have when I drink um, water, just watching one happen. Dude. That was like, weird. <laughs> that was a great kick. It was. He's like, um, let it go. The, no, the although one that often confuses the players is the pe- penalty off a scrum, and then they try to kick a penalty goal. Yeah, differential. Because this is the only one left in the game. That <laughs> one it's great. The, the, pen, the, the forward pass one is is one that constantly gets talked about mm. about the fact that like the hands went back, but the ball floated forward. Like if the ball goes forward, it's a forward pass. Yeah, but like it's written strangely, I guess. Yeah, and his next question is, do you think the NRL should ever reset the points players accrue on suspensions to clarify things up? Josh, they do that. <laughs> Every so you, week your so carryover yes. carry drops, your carryover points. That already, that's already part of the system. Hmm. Uh, Michael Darren 79, could Moses Mbai have been replaced after being injured in the warm-up? Yes, and he should have been. I forget the official rules. Yes, he can be replaced. If you, yep. That's what an 18th man is. If you do your hammy in the warm-up, someone else can come in. If you, if you come off in... like. A lower body, but lower body injury like that, mm. like he clearly wasn't right to go. He like just well, pulled, it's not like you're getting through pin. like a bunged shoulder in the centers or something. It's like I'm getting through a thing I have to run with. That was the first time he went too, as he yeah. said. Uh, Lachlan Hancock again. Fran versus Jan, the NRL fan versus ML. Who had the worst burner NRL account? Well, I don't want to go over the NRL burners because that's a totally have to have read the whole thing. Yeah. But the Mark Levy one that got out of was the worst because he keeps he kept doubling down. I mean, good on him though. I had no clue who Mark Levy was until this entire yeah. thing, and now I do. I mean, so. there's eight people that know who I mean, he is now. That's great. The, <laughs> the the guy literally said on his radio show that he hasn't got a burner. Like, why uh, you have to? Very short yeah. version of this story. Uh, Mark Levy is apparently some radio host for one of the talkback stations. It doesn't matter which one. Um, Someone outed his very obviously him burner account that mm. did nothing but tweet praise of him, and instead of just deleting it like any normal human being would do, he double, triple, quadrupled, etc. down and continued to DM several people we are friends with, protesting his innocence and repeatedly assuring them that he was not Mark Levy. The whole thing's worth looking into on the internet if you have the time. <laughs> Check that oh, out wait. on longreads.com. Wait, there's more questions here that for some reason they didn't come through attacked to the questions tweet. How exciting. Uh, okay. Pat Lawrence, how high are Bungard's hopes that Leeds are going up this year? Oh, blow. They'll finish <laughs> third and or seventh. Mm. Again. Lachlan Hancock. Ben Hunt is the only player that has tre- treated close to as unfairly and harshly as referees are. 
Ben Hunt was to quit playing to become a referee, would the Rugby League world explode? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd love Lord. to see it. Poor Ben Hunt. Yep. Poor guy. Uh, Matt Coleman says, is Virat Kohli the Indian Donald Trump? Mm. Yes. Continue. Mm. Elaborate. He was going on about... He mentioned, mentioned this in the DM the other I know week. he did, but... He, the, That's all every listener of this show is not in it's our Facebook Thank tier. God. You so two are more politically inclined than my Dale, than myself. It. Wasn't the comparison that like he says he says stuff that he's, well, he well, says stuff that is the Indian dream in the same way Donald Trump is the American dream in terms of that's what people aspire to be. Yeah, he d- Trump is a, a businessman, you know, uh successful because his father made a lot of money. He blew a lot of money. But st- people still think he's rich. He's been bankrupted several times, but people don't care about that because he has money and he yep. has his name on buildings and shit. So people see that as the American dream. Coley, very good cricketer, relatively handsome bloke, um, speaks relatively well in the media, plays the game on the edge, mm. and everybody in India looks up to him. Yep. I, everybody I, I, wants that's the part him. that was so... <laughs> I just love that this conversation took place in a DM group where there's six people in the... Three of whom are in this room right now. <laughs> yeah. One of the other three asked the question, yeah. and you were prepared to just gloss over it and not explain it at all. <laughs> no, I thought you were going to explain it. <laughs> I do enough explaining. <laughs> no, that's fine. And uh, ne- what, what Coleman says, he represents an ideal that is in, that is in, his insane supporters idolise, but will never be able to attain, which is good-looking, a cricket good, so good-looking, good-looking cricket and rich, and thus live vicariously through him. That's Coley. And Trump's obviously the insanely rich businessman. And has the power and do the fuck he wants. Yeah, it's a good shout. I like it. I like it. I mean, I also like that they try to argue. Like Indian fans get mad at being Smith being called better. It's like, well, this is like a sport that it's pretty like. Draw a line. Yeah, this number here, this number is higher than that one. He's better than it's him. like it's like ba- it's very similar to baseball. I assume Bungard. It's like I remember there being a, a John Boyce video that was like, "We're going to see what would happen if uh, Barry Bonds didn't use a bat." John Boyce moment. is the, is a hero. He's the that the, video is the great. Internet goat. So essentially, he worked out that even if Barry Bonds had never never swung a bat, his on base percentage still would have been better than like any other player to ever play baseball in his like yeah, record breaking yeah. season because yeah. he would have got walked so many times. And uh, yeah, Steve Smith is like averages almost ten runs higher than Coley's now. It's ridiculous. But I laughed at this article the other day. This English writer shared that Steve Smith only averages forty five to deliveries coming down from seven foot or higher. So Joffrey Archer might get him cheap for for forty five. <laughs> and, and and the the other the th- the thing that you were making about the point that you were making about numbers is like his. I think that was you that was saying that it was like Coley's Coley's average or. 30 of his 40 centuries or something like that have come against New Zealand, yeah. uh, the Windies, Sri Lanka, and Bangladesh. Yeah. Whereas 30 of Smith's 40 centuries have come against England. Yeah, and it's not like Sashin who came to Australia. He's, he's like 12 tons I'm pretty sure he doesn't have 30 centuries against yeah, England. But you get, you get some, my point. It was some yeah. weird stat but, like that. But that's it. Like, Coley's a better one-day batsman than Smith, but nobody gives a shit. Like, t- Smith is a better batsman. Yeah. He averages over 60 in cricket. Like, that's just it. Anyway, uh, GM Walker, we're almost done with the questions. Do you feel like Val Hone's first touch NFL players were underreported in Australia? Fox Sports ran an over 24-hour Jared Hayne channel a few years ago. Okay. When you're the first, you're the best. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it just... The the level Even of intrigue was lower this time around. People seen it fail. Purely because of three reasons. One of which was they've been burned before. The other one was Holmes is simply not as famous as Jared Hayne was. Mm-hmm. And the third being that, um, as Dale said, he wasn't the first. He wasn't, yeah. yeah. And I mean, Hayne wasn't the first Australian to play in the NFL. Well, no, but he was the first he rugby, was the first league, rugby convert league convert to like yeah. sort of go over there. So it was the fact that it had been done, the fact that it, it, we'd been burned by failure, and the fact that he's just simply not as famous. Well, the, the reason why Hayne was covered so much, we've been through this before in the podcast, it's 
the media gives you what you want. That's just, yeah. unfortunately what it is. That's what it is. Like Haynes started getting his own tab on the Daily Telegraph because people kept going there. It was like the most visited part of their website. We paid a reporter day. to go there. Yeah, like for the the whole time that Hayne was in but training camp and stuff. People kept watching and listening, so it kept getting more could coverage. Not get enough. That's it. Uh, also, just a, just another hot take. Mm-hmm. Like Holmes is at the Jets, right? Yeah, different time zone, terrible team, and I know the 49ers were pretty bad, but far, at least far more famous team. Though. But at least they were also in a friendlier time zone. That's too. actually a really underrated point that you make. It's, if he does end up making their roster, all his games, especially at the start of the year, will be at three in the morning. And, and like yeah. Holmes was playing for a team that had they were what seven yards from the quarter from from the Super Bowl like four years before that. Yeah, like the Niners it's were bad, but ha- they weren't ha- bad for a long time. Yeah, I mean uh, the Jets well, had the, the butt fumble when Hayne went to the 49ers. They were two years removed from being in the Super Bowl. Yeah, three, or three years removed from being in the Super Bowl. That was the Beyonce halftime show. It was. That yeah. was the Day of the Ravens one. And I respect day. Holmes, and I've been through this before, but he hits like none of the measurable levels to be an NFL player. He's not fast enough for his height. Whilst he's fast, he hasn't got like explosive speed or any of that kind of stuff. Yep. And it's mm. a completely different sport for that. Hayne had that despite it falling away. But then on the same weekend, some bowling ball looking bloke that used to play rugby for England. Christian like Wade. A, man. And he looks like a NFL running too, back. Yeah. But there's like a height adjusted speed thing that I, I haven't got it now in front of me, but I pulled the numbers previously for it. And it's like the number, if you know of like a number of 120 or similar on this thing, you pretty much don't play in the NFL as a running back. And the only one who ever did was Arian Foster, who had terrible measurables. But, like, Hayne was, like, near the top. If he was drafted this last year, he was, like, behind Barkley on measurables. That was it. That's how good of an athlete he was. Holmes was last of all the people who wow. went through the, the combine last year on those measurables. The, the and, in- like, the guys who are not good athletes who make it in the NFL are guys who have the game experience. Yeah. If in, like, if there wasn't for the International Pathways Program, Holmes would not have been on a practice. He wouldn't be on a squad right now. Yeah. Because they, they Hayne got a practice squad spot, Holmes has got a pathways program spot, which is very different. Mm. And uh, we'll see. I, I don't know if I don't think he'll make. I think he'll be back here next year. But good on him for giving up like 800k a year to have a shot. Yeah. The, yeah. the point that you were making about the English rugby player, mm. one thing that I found quite funny was people critiquing the way he held the ball. That as was he, so funny. As he made his 67 yard but rushing again, touchdown. He's the right size NFL running back. He's five foot eight and explosive. Yeah, and he's, as I said, is. he's quick as. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. Holmes is fast over distance, but, like, the NFL, it was all about burst. Yep. It's different. That's what okay. Americans love. They love burst. Uh, oh, Liam Power's back oh. after I rinsed him last week. Good man. Which player <laughs> I in the NFL? I left you an iTunes review. It said, fuck you and gave you one star. <laughs> Thank you for the show. <laughs> Never listening again. Which player in the NFL is most likely to get involved in a pyramid scheme? Well, does Martin Kennedy selling, like, snakes and stuff? Does that count? Hang on. No. no it's, a, it's the Wintersteins. It, I was going to say, it's they're either Bryce Cartwright or the Wintersteins. They're, like, in them, aren't they? Pretty yeah. Much. Well, yeah, but even the people in them don't make anything. It's, like, Ooh. 1% of people that are in pyramids going to make money. Here's another hot one for you, and, yeah. and I don't want this to come out the wrong way, but I'm going to say it anyway. Hmm. Mormon players. And the reason for that is... They kind of are that. No, well, not just that. Almost all of the world's multi-level marketing schemes are based in Utah, which is the home of the Mormons. And they rely on close family ties, thick trust. Perfect. I like that a lot. Mm. Um, so when Will Hopwadi starts selling essential oils, we can get in <laughs> on the ground floor. Man, if he sells me hand oil, I'd buy it. You just If it works for him, <laughs> if you've seen his hands, him and Takarangi, whatever they're selling for yeah. hands, I'm, I'm what if jo- No, never mind. <laughs> uh, Simo says, how many more through. years before Greeny gets any amount of pressure on his job for being the worst coach in the state that also had Carl Brennan and Kevin Walters? A lot of good questions. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is... No, no, because never. they're all the way up there. I think maybe one more year and he gets pressure, uh, he gets pressure on him. Wait, wait it's so the, far away, Mitchell. Wait for the hot it's takes it's from like the, they're yeah, nearly Papua New Guinea. It's really yeah. far away. Wait for the takes from the Port Moresby post. I was going to say, yeah, they'll come after him. Don't worry about that. Okay, I think that's all the questions. For some reason, they didn't come in properly. So I've missed you. I'm sorry. But like, I'm not going scrolling back through the timeline anymore. Mm. 
Good job. Well, thank you, gents. It's been another wonderful week of rugby league. Of all the podcasts we've ever done, that was certainly there one was. of them. A good. But yes, uh, this, if you want to get back on the boys this week, iTunes review, give one back. Boys Take support boys, as they say. Or, or steal your mum's phone, just subscribe. Don't subscribe. Have to, don't, don't, she doesn't have to listen, just download it. That's it, just download it. And, you know, go to your work PC, just go on, go on our website on Podbean and just what, listen. I think Mitch would, play. Pre- Mitch would prefer if you didn't listen. Yeah, yeah, I would actually. If you just press play, <laughs> then you listen to the, to the first minute and then go away, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Thanks, gentlemen, and we'll right. see you next week. Bye.